For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts. Morning, all sad news with regard to business announcements on Leaside over the weekend. And of course, uh, we love our city and uh, we love those that have provided service to us with a smile for many, many decades. And Porters, affectionately known to all as Porters, trading on Patrick Street for 46 years and reading for this morning's Echo and indeed the examiner carried as well. They closed their doors for the last time on Saturday evening. Um, put a sign up on the door thanking everybody saying that uh, Saturday was the day when they were going to call it quits and the sign said we'd like to thank all our loyal customers throughout the years and we wish you all the best for the future um, Bunny Canellan's restaurant in Myrtleville also announced at the weekend that they were going to close the doors and they did so on Saturday evening now they at least are leaving a chink of light because Bunny's is a gorgeous place for food and the views and the gardens and the staff and the welcome there uh, second to none but they said at the weekend that it's with a heavy heart that we have decided to put bunnies to sleep until the economic storm passes. And they too thanked all of their customers. Now their sister premises, the Lodge Bar in Myrtleville, uh, remains open uh, for food and, and drinks and what have you. But they said, take care till we meet again. And that's quite sad news. In fact, um, I see in this morning's examiner, they drill into it even further, where they talk to the store manager of Porter's, uh, Christine Kelleher, who's worked at the shop since it opened. Could you imagine that? Isn't that incredible? All those years? Uh, And some of the reasons, of course, that um, she gave us to... Uh, the pressures on business in the city and indeed on Porters included the cost of parking in the city centre. She said she feels that parking costs need to be looked at to make shopping in the city more attractive. She also said that anti-social behaviour on the streets, she believes that has increased in recent years, and drunk drugs and drink and so on. She says it's more dangerous. We had the shop open late, but we had to change the hours because of the antisocial behaviour for many years. They were open from 9am to 9pm. So that's all very sad. And on top of that, of course, you got the uh, daylight burglary on the South Main Street. I sent the video footage of this on Friday afternoon. We shared it, as you do. Corkbio have the story as well over the weekend. And you have this character, right, on um, South Main Street, uh, just at the uh, entrance, the back entrance to Bishop Lucy Park. And he's trying to smash the driver's window with the brick. Uh, He can't do it, so he goes around to the other side after uh, numerous attempts and he does manage to eventually uh, smash the passenger side front passenger window uh, with the same brick or block. Jump kind of leans in, grabs something inside in the car and he just legs it in broad daylight. I mean, it's absolutely brazen and it goes to show that nothing, nowhere is safe these days. Uh, I think not just here. I mean, we've all heard of the stories coming uh, out of Dublin or indeed anywhere else around the world, whatever you have in yourself. But when it's kept on, captured on CCTV, um, it really brings home where in the name of God are we going uh, with regards to our own city. Well, in good news, we have the Jazz Festival this coming weekend. And to the local economy, that will give a €45 million Euro boost. Ralph Regal carries the story in the Indo today, the Guinness Cork Jazz Festival. Uh, a sellout success uh, with very heavy hotel bookings and many venues um, uh, on board for this with jazz across the long weekend. So 75 million to the local economy. And I just, and I'll also have some jazz bands in later this week. And we've got jazz tickets to give away to various um, uh, gigs across the city for the jazz weekend. But one that I just want to mention is a lovely story in the Echo today for two great pals of mine for many years. One is the great 
great Joe Mack. I mean, the guy is just a legend and a trooper and continues to gig well into his 80s. Fair play to you, Joe. He's teaming up with Billy Crosby. So one of the places um, that... Uh, uh, if you're lucky enough to get in there over the Jazz Weekend, will be the Maldron Hotel. So the Maldron and the South Mall have launched its Cork Jazz Festival lineup, which includes Billy Connolly. Sorry, <laughs> kill me for saying <laughs> Billy Crosby and Joe Mack. Um, and that that's afternoon and evening gigs. Now you have to get there. I might drill into the lineup of this a little later in the week. But um, they've got the Cork City Jazz Band and Joe Mack playing, um, and the Saturday and Sunday. Uh, you got the Billy Crosby Quartet. So these are some of the gigs, really, uh, for the legends of Cork music and the Cork music industry, Billy Crosby and DJ Joe Mack. And, you know, you talk about uh, the city. I'll do more jazz uh, across the week. Uh, you talk about the city, and I know there's been big changes, and, uh, you know, the traffic in town is absolutely horrific, and God knows there's no day go by to be on talk about that. But the front of the echo, you, you, you've probably heard in the past about the east-west light rail line that at some stage we're going to get an east-west um, line. Now, I don't know when that's going to happen, but already, according to the Echo, 1.37 million euro has been spent on what would be the Cork Lewis, if you like. And there's no detail um, on when it's going to happen or how it's going to happen or how it's going to be rolled out, pardon the pun. But the fees on it are already 1.37 million. And they break down the fees in the inside pages of the Echo today. But suffice to say, 1.3 million have been spent so far and we still wait um, any kind of uh, route actually being announced or any kind of timescale as to when it will actually happen. Now, uh, refugees dominate the papers in quite some detail this morning and did across the weekend because uh, in total over the weekend, 43 Ukrainian refugees came into the country and they had nowhere to put them, as in no emergency accommodation. So this has been discussed uh, in the recent days as to what in the name of God we're going to do. One or two are suggesting that maybe we should pay people more money to take them into their own homes. But of course, I heard on this program uh, some months back about the amount of people who actually did pitch in and said that they would take Ukrainian refugees and nobody ever came back to them. So the lack of accommodation for Ukrainian refugees to Ireland is unacceptable. And I'm not just saying that, the Ukrainian ambassador to Ireland is saying it. City West, which was processing new arrivals, has reached total capacity. And I think the 43 that came in at the weekend, a lot of them had to sleep in Dublin Airport. And they're even saying now, or at least, uh, you know, um, the, the Minister Roderick O'Gorman is saying that those fleeing war may actually have to sleep rough because we ain't got nowhere to put them. Even Simon Coveney makes the mail today admitting that the government was caught, was cut out this weekend by the increase in the numbers of Ukrainian refugees seeking accommodation. There is no cap, you see. No limit has been put upon it. So I'll have some more on that in a, in a few minutes' time. Uh, but I know I mentioned law on, you know, the lawlessness in the, in the city. Um, have you ever noticed the amount of court reports there are for stabbings? Um, and there are two that make the papers today. One is the Gardaí questioning a man on suspicion of stabbing a pregnant woman. That's a story from the Star today. And the Mirror carries a story on the front page today. Man stabbed to death in booze row. Um, and a 60-year-old man died in hospital after a brutal street attack. It's a story from West Dublin and makes the front pages of the papers today. But when you look at criminality, um, and you know uh, the Kinahan mobster David Byrne, um, and uh, he, was, he was buried at the weekend. It's just astonishing. Uh, you know, I mean, 
you could say that people can spend their money on whatever they they ever wish, whatever they wish. But the front of the star this morning says that the family of the slain Kinahan mobster David Byrne spent thousands of euro on facial reconstruction so that he could have an open casket at his wake. And that emerges on the front page without being too graphic. Uh, you know, we're, we're talking about a gun. Uh, we're talking about somebody being shot in the face. So you can, you can connect all of the dots yourself on that one. And then as people struggle in the times that we live in, of course, we have TDs and indeed senators who are able to, cla- uh, able to claim fairly substantial allowances. So if you're looking at €20,350 for a TD um, or you're looking at €12,225 for a senator, um, a portion of that uh, can be used to offset their heating and lighting in their own homes. It's a vouched system, though, says Michal Martin. Yes, it is. They have to keep receipts, but only something like 10 of them a year are actually ever checked. You know, and if you're one of the unlucky 10, then you've got to have all your ducks in a row. But the rest then will just sail through. So Michal Martin is trying to defend that, allowing TDs and senators to write off their office energy bills if they have an office in their home. Meanwhile, families then have to look at life very differently. And this morning, the Sun says that if you just bought own brand, only own brand, and swap all of the branded products in any supermarket to own label goods, it will save you €1,195 a year. Nearly €1,200 a year can be saved by just going for own brand. And I think by and large... I mean, 20 years ago or or there, thereabouts, it would have been very different types of quality you'd be getting between branded and own brand. But I think that that gap has closed now, hasn't it? I mean, you might have examples for me, text 0868104106, where the own brand is still pretty mawkish. But I think by and large, it's closed. You know, blind testing, I think you might notice on a biscuit or things like that. But I think by and large. Um, And then... If you are out looking for a taxi as you head across the bank holiday weekend, don't blame the taxi drivers if there aren't enough around because many are being forced out of the industry. And we dealt with this on the programme in, uh, in quite some detail in the past. Can I just mention at this stage that taxi drivers are being forced out of being taxi drivers if their car is over 10 years old. And that makes absolutely no sense. You would think that anybody with a car that can pass the equivalent to an NCT and they look after it and care for it and they keep it in good shape and they keep it clean and valeted, they should be allowed to have the same bloody car for as long as they want. But of course, the rules in this country don't allow that. The lifespan of a taxi is 10 years and I know that they were supposed to be giving them some kind of moratorium, a temporary one for now because of the shortage of electronic uh, chips, uh, you know, for car production and what have you. But they need to get rid of that stupid rule because they're saying this morning that almost 4,000 taxi drivers will have to leave the business next year if they can't afford to replace their 10-year-old taxi. I'd love to get the thoughts of taxi drivers on that because if they're not incensed, they should be and I'm quite sure that they are. And of course, overseas, we know that uh, Boris Johnson has pulled out of the race for number 10. Hard to understand why if they're saying that he had at least 100 MPs supporting him, why then would you pull out of the race? Sunak said for number 10 as Johnson quits the race. Has there been some sort of a sweetheart deal done? The examiner carried as well on their front page. Johnson's early withdrawal leaves two standing for PM. And I don't think Penny Mordaunt is going to get it across the line. So it looks as if Rishi Sunak will be the next British Prime Minister. But don't worry about that. It's like buses. There'll be another one along in 15 minutes. And probably another one, another teacher, another uh, 
And actually, some people in the UK want a general election. But I don't know what Boris's plan is. I'd say he's got something up his sleeve. I wouldn't rule out a return from the front bench for Boris anytime soon. And you know how everybody now is moving to revolution, you know, paying for things with your phone and, you know, cash is not so much in demand anymore. There's a story that makes the sun today of a man who has become the first man to be microchipped with a bank card implant so he can pay at the till with just his hand. He has a chip in his hand now. I mean, isn't that awesome? Absolutely awesome. And, you know, that's going to be the way forward. Yeah, Kevin was saying to me, that's all very well until he changed banks and needs to change his bank card. <laughs> He's back in for surgery on the hand, I guess. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818-104-106. Cork's Red FM. So papers dominate this morning. Um, the influx of refugees coming into Ireland. And some are suggesting, while, you know, everybody's welcome if they're fleeing war, that at some stage we have to say... We just can't take any more. They're suggesting that people who pitched in to provide accommodation for refugees should be paid more money, which kind of smacks in the face to me because many people never were contacted having offered places for refugees to stay. But if you look at the headlines this morning, new scheme would use vacant homes to house refugees in return for payment. The story behind that in The Independent is the government is working on a new scheme now to encourage people to hand over empty homes to house refugees uh, in return for a payment from the state. Uh, We'd like 43 of them came in at the weekend with nowhere to go and every single day more are coming. This morning, refugee plan in debt disarray is the headline story in the mail and they break it down then with Simon Coveney even admitting that they have been caught on the hop. Um, They're also is uh, an issue on Leaside with Ukrainian women and children who are resident in a particular hostel on Leaside, Kinley House Hostel, um, who fled the horrors of war, are very unhappy there. Uh, One of the reasons that they're quite unhappy is they're forbidden from cooking their own food in the kitchen, uh, that there's only two working microwaves and they're very unhappy with the food. This information was originally provided to me by Councillor Kenneth O'Flynn and he joins me by phone. Ken, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? This I'm morning? good. Just on just on the numbers now, we have 56,000 Ukrainian refugees have now arrived in Ireland as of Friday. Would you be one of those that would say, while we understand the horrors of war and that, that people are welcome to come here, we just can't take any more? Well, the reality is that the government has made a shambles of this. And, you know, at this stage, we are talking, I think, 58,000 actually at the moment. Gone up again um, then, right. Okay. Yeah. I think it's 58,000. Um, I think there's a number of questions that was put to me, actually, mass yesterday. Um, a number of people said to me, what's the story with the refugees? I thought it was only women and children were taking taking in. I don't know why there's so many men coming in now as reported in the, on the on the newspapers, and that's a question that needs to be answered by government as well. Look, the reality... Are is, there is men, though? I mean, I've heard that. Can uh, we I prove it? I believe it, was, I believe it was 10 or 20 men came in this weekend. Uh, I think it's reported in some of the newspapers. But could they I, be no, could, could they was, be confused? In fairness, people. for people coming in, ask um, uh, pleading asylum. Yeah, well, I, I believe there were uh, Ukra- Ukrainian refugees, or they were Ukrainians, or Ukrainian citizens, or had a Ukrainian passport. Okay. Look, okay. I suppose really the, the reality, Neil, is that we're a country of five and a half million people. Um, we're we're at fifty eight thousand, which is roughly one percent of the population of this country. If you look at the equivalent, where Norway, Finland. Um, Denmark as well, which would be about five and a half, anywhere between five point two to five point five million, five point eight million. Um, they're taking it. They've taken in today's twenty nine thousand, thirty eight thousand. Uh, but have they capped people. it though? 
um, I believe Sweden has kept it, which okay. is which is something like the uh, Sweden has a population of 10 million. Look, France has taken on 105,000. I know ministers were talking about two weeks ago saying that we'd probably hit the 100,000 mark by February, March. Um, France has a population of 67 million people. I think the reality is here is that we as a government, we opened our borders, which is, you know, which was the right thing to do. Nobody, you look at all this footage of what's happening in Ukraine, nobody wants to see people discommoded. No, it's very upsetting. And we understand that these people are coming from a war-torn country. Um, but we opened our borders here with no real plan. We opened our borders here with 10,000 Irish people on the, in, the, in homeless. That's the reality of it. We opened our borders here with a, a decaying and non-functional um, HSE. Yeah, but I know, I know, I know we have, I know we have our own issues. But but many of the Ukrainians that are coming here, no, but they're they're in they're in hostels, they're in hotel rooms, they're in B and Bs. They're not none, none, They're in they're in city west on camp beds. None of it's side. You wouldn't want to put Irish people in those situations. Well, I don't want to see Irish people living in tents either, near. But that's the reality of what's happening. Yeah. Now, Roger O'Gorman has said this week that we could end up with refugees in tents, the same as our own Irish people. Um, look, the reality is that there's continuous um, inconsistencies here, which is causing new grievances in Irish society. Not just amongst amongst Irish um, against uh, Europe, uh, other Europeans or other other refugees, it's causing uh, divisions even in the Ukrainian. I've met a number of Ukrainian people who said to me, "Look, I'm in such a facility. My friend is in another facility, or somebody that I know from my village or my town is in a different facility. They're in a hotel." I'm in a situation where I'm either self-catering, looking after my own food, or I'm in a situation where I'm in a hostile situation where I can't provide my own food. And that's the difficulty that's there. And I think the government, the government has taken on far too much more. Again, the government has taken on a project that it can't deliver on because it's putting people into different facilities and different standards. And that's the reality. Of it. And in the issue, and the issue of the the hostel in Cork that you were contacted about, these are the Ukrainian women and children who felt that they had to speak up because of the quality of the stay, being forbidden to cook in the kitchen. There are only two working microwaves, not being allowed to use the dryers that they bought for themselves because the dryers there and the washing machines they have to use the ones that they have to pay for. Um, yeah. What, like for instance, what is the situation with regards to the food there? Because one of them is saying that well, it's it's just a step up from fast food. When 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 I when I made when the contact was made with me uh, regarding the problems in Kinby House, I of course went back to Cork City Council, which was responsible uh, for getting Kinley House uh, online um, for for the for refugee status. Um, at that time, I spoke to officials in City Hall. Um, I believe people were met in Kinley House. There is a number of problems there, including showers washing facilities, microwave facilities, etc. Um, I believe a caterer has been brought in. Now, I don't know what the standard of food is, being honest with you, Neil, um, but I believe a caterer, a new caterer, was found and brought in. Good. Uh, I understand that... To, imp- to improve matters, is it, in their defence? To improve matters. Oh, Good. absolutely to improve matters. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And you have to improve matters because what we... If, if a scintilla of what was received in the communication from the, from the Ukrainians to me and to other elected members throughout the, the city... And and just just to quote that, um, just to quote what uh, the Ukrainian women are saying in the correspondence that I have, we still have the same food for the third month, which no one can eat, and most of the food is thrown into the trash, and it is an awful waste of money. 
Yeah. No, from what I understand from the meeting that took place um, this week is that a number of people that are unhappy with the facility that they're and they're going to be moved out in the next couple of days and they're going to be put into self-catering units. I don't know where, where those self-catering they get, I mean, where are like? I, I mean, don't know. No, I don't know where they are or how they are, how they are at the moment. I haven't received that information. That's, I, I tell you, I'd tell you straight if I, if I knew where they were going, but I don't. But I know there is a genuine look for self-catering uh, units for these women and children. And what's and a self-catering? What is a self-catering unit, unit in your in your opinion? A self-catering unit is something with a kitchen facility where you can cook for yourself and buy your own food. Right. Look, the reality is, that if you're coming in from the Ukraine, you know you're not going to eat the same food as Irish people. We have a particular palate and we have a particular thing that we're used to. The same as if you're coming, if you're uh, as if we went to the Eastern Eastern Europe, it's a very very different uh, type of diet. So it's a very meat based diet actually. Um, so we will now like, have to move towards providing. The Ukrainian well, refugees with their own kitchens and their own This is the big problem. We've decided that we were, we're going into, we're going to open the borders and we're going to do the best we could and we were going to put no cap on anything without any thinking of it. We now have a thousand, and the government is right, but it's only now they're thinking about these things. They have a thousand houses sitting idle in Ireland, right? A thousand, which are holiday homes. But they're, they're right? not all no, sitting not idle. I mean, I, I know of one no, particular. I know one particular um, uh, holiday home location where there are at least. I think there's something in the region of fifteen, four to six bedroom houses, and they have been completely given over to Ukrainian refugees. Yeah. Well, fair enough. So a, there, a lot of them as, have as, been. As I understand this, and I can only go on the figures that I'm getting for that I'm drawing down from government is that there is a thousand vacant houses that could be used. Now, you would have to come up with a far better plan than 400 euros a month to provide it to, for somebody to uh, want to rent out their home, and it has to be a scheme. I think that's, the, that's to rent out that's a room, though. No, I think the 400 yeah, is to yeah, rent a room. 400 euros a month to rent out rooms. So the government has no scheme or has nothing in place at the moment to rent out a house to a family unit. That's what's wrong there. You I see, somebody really listening to this, somebody listening to this would say, my God almighty, now we're going to take all, the government are going to take all of the vacant houses in Ireland and hand them over to Ukrainian refugees and pay the owners of the vacant homes. But yet we never came up with a scheme like that for our own Irish house, homeless. Neil, as I said to your researcher earlier, I'm blue in the face about talking about our own people and what's happened and the division that this government has caused between Irish people, between Ukrainian people, between uh, Iranian people and how a refugee is treated from one type of person to another depending on what country you come in from is appalling in this country. How we're treating our Irish people is appalling in this country. As I said to you, we have students now in Cork and we have students in Dublin in tents. In tents. We're one of the richest countries in the world. One of the richest countries mm. that we've been told that in Europe, mm. with an abundance of land, and we can't provide for our own. And we knew that going into this Ukrainian problem. We knew that when we were taking in refugees. We knew that we had a problem with the HSC. We knew that we had a problem with, with housing in this country. And yet, the government has walked into this. And now, we, now we have Minister Copley saying, yeah, we were caught in the hop. We have the Minister for Housing telling us, no, there's no problem, and they're not putting a cap on it, and we're all going to be great Europeans. And then we have Minister Rodrigo, uh, Rodrigo Gorman saying there's people going to be in the street. Okay, we, have, okay. we have three different opinions from government okay. where nobody seems to know what's going on. Okay. And Neil, let me tell you something else. I was in Blackpool the other day, and this woman, she came up to me and she said, Ken, she said, I have no problem with refugees. She said, I'm delighted that they're coming into the country. It's wonderful that they're coming in. It was wonderful. We're doing such a good job. But she said, Ken, I have somebody, I have my son, my daughter-in-law, and their two children. Their two children are, cha- are sharing a bedroom 
with my eldest son, who was, by the way, earning 60,000 a year and can't afford to buy a house in this country, right? And she said, nobody government has turned around and said to you, here, Mrs. Murphy, take 400 euros a month for keeping this family. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the reality of it. And if you start making one rule for one group of people and one rule for another group of people, of course you're going to have division. So of what about what about people who are texting saying why why don't the why you know why aren't those that are here happy with what they're getting? And if they're not, let them just go back home. Don't be complaining well, yeah, about the I, food. Don't be I complaining about the washing facilities. Just be grateful. Yep. Well, look, I think people are very, very grateful, in fairness. And having spoken to people from the Ukraine that I've met over the last couple of months, they're delighted to be here. But we have to treat them like human beings as well, Neil. You can't have a situation, and what's being reported in this report to me, you can't have a situation where people are made feel uncomfortable, are being shouted at, are being treated second class. Yeah, but then, but the only thing I can say about that is, that's, that's what they're alleging. I have to defend yeah, no, no, the I hostel like behind this because I've contacted them to see if they wish to comment. comment. You know the truth is somewhere in the middle. It's not necessarily what you're told straight I don't away. Know. I don't know, but it's up to the hostel if they want to comment or somebody representing them wants to comment. And, you know, it would be great if they did come out here and comment. Uh, and I think that would be a very beneficial thing. But look, I think what I'm saying to you is that there's a huge disparity between what the government is delivering, what they ex- what they said they were going to deliver, and what they are delivering, and they're causing huge division in Irish society between them and us situations, and by having everybody fighting uh, in between and everybody feeling upset. So, are you saying at this very, stage very enough is enough? Is that your message? I'm saying at this stage we have to we have to work towards our we have to work towards our goals. We have to say enough is enough, as in. We can't bring in any more people if we're going to treat them poorly. We, how can we bring in refugees into this country and expect them to sleep in tents in the street? By the way, how can we expect our own Irish people to uh, sleep in tents? So are you saying we should prioritise our own then? We have done enough Absolutely. now and any emergency measures should be dealt with. If we weren't capable, if this government and successive governments, I'm talking about the Fine Gael Labour government, I'm talking about the Fianna Fáil, Fine Gael, um, previous government and now the Fianna Fáil, Green and Fine Gael government. If they couldn't solve a 10,000 housing emergency in this country, how were they going to do 58,000? How were they going to cater for 58,000 Ukrainians in this country? Let me we talk. have a government, we have people at the top of this nation that don't have a clue how to run their department. Let me regardless talk to, of what party yeah, or who they are. Okay. And I, I, it just seriously asks the question, what is the next plan for Michal Martin as he comes out of office? Why is he pushing that Ireland would take in more refugees than anywhere else in Europe? What's his plan next? He said we all thought like that he broke his two legs says, into government to get to get become teachers. Well, he, he would say that it would be it's the humanitarian thing to do to take people fleeing war and to refuse. It's certainly none. not humanitarian to put people into tents. It's not humanitarian to bring people in and have no plan for them. And we have look as you look at what the Irish government can achieve and what the Irish army has achieved. You know, we can set up camps. In, in Chad, in three to four. In well, three to four well we are building, mo- we are, bo- yeah, we, we are building to. modular homes in Man. You well, are aware of that. I, I don't think north of four hundred. There may be a story. I think there may be another story coming about that particular site. Um, I understand that there's three hundred more modular homes. But by the, by the way, Neil, let me just talk about modular homes because I started talking on your program twelve years ago about introducing modular homes. 
into this country and I was told by every minister, I was told by every representative of this government, it couldn't be done and couldn't happen. Well, modular homes yes, seems to be the yes, way yes, forward. Yes, there yes, being done. there are businesses done. opening that just make and construct and actually manufacture, right. not just exactly. modular homes, but modular schools as well. Okay, so, so those 400 will be for Ukrainian refugees in Mahan. Yeah, I understand. But okay. let me just go into one thing there which you know, Neil, right? I sit on the Traveller Accommodation Committee. And the other day we were told at the Traveller Accommodation Committee that we can only buy mobile homes for traveller families to the value of €20,000. Now, anyone who knows anything about a mobile home, a brand new mobile home, probably is going to cost about €45,000 at the moment. Most of them have to come in from the UK. Right. I suggested, can we not buy modular homes which are about 60000 at the moment? and sit those, and they'll have a lifetime of 65 years. Guaranteed from the ones that are coming in at the moment. And we're told, no, the government isn't permitting that. The department isn't permitting that. Let me talk, let me, I covered a lot of ground here. Let me, let me talk to Yassir, who actually came here in April. Thank you, Ken. I covered a lot of ground with you. Enough is enough, you're saying, Councillor Ken O'Flynn. Yassir, good morning. Um, Can you hear me all right? Good morning. How are you? Can you hear me? Yeah, sure. Okay. When did, when did you... You came here in April, is it? Second. You came in... It's second, second of April. April. Where did you come from, pal? From Kiev. From Kiev. Okay. Okay. And where are you staying now? Calais. Okay. And what are conditions like there? Um, can't say anything just like because that's not too much bad. But uh, full condition, as you told before, the conversation between, you know, is it, uh, I agree with them, you know, the food condition is not good. Right. Processed food is not good for health, you know. What are you Maybe eating? Some, what, can you tell us what you eat on a daily basis, what the food is daily like? Daily basis, potatoes, chicken, pork, that's it. What's wrong with potatoes, chicken and pork? Is it the same every day or what? Yes. Okay. You, you don't eat potatoes, chicken and pork, is it? Um, I, I don't know how much can person, a normal person, can eat, eat everything daily basis. How can it be possible to eat, you know? You can be eating, you want to eat something different, you know? Okay, so okay, it's, the, it's the same every day, is it? There's no variety? No. Okay. And, but it, it's cooked for you on a daily basis. You sit down to your daily... Nobody knows. It's processed food. It comes from somewhere. I don't know who's doing these things. And after they have tickets, they have to be thrown somewhere according to dates or whatever. I don't know. Okay. Okay. So it's brought in from outside. Is the, yes. pro- is, is the problem that there's no variety in the food, is it? Of course not, Friday. Okay. Of course not. It's the same every day. Okay. Simulation? Human rights, where it is. I don't, I don't think so any rights who have it, human rights here. And like, I don't, you've been shocked. Corruption. But Corrupt. te- you can't say anything because you don't have any rights to say to somebody, to go to some council department somewhere else, housing somewhere, you can say something, anything. You okay. can, they can shut your mouth, that's it. Do you want to you be able to cook your own food? No, we can't be able to do it. They okay. not allow. They have facility, but they won't, they don't allow. Okay, yeah. It would be chaotic if everybody was rocking in and out of the kitchen, though, preparing their own food, you know? But they can manage it. Okay, no problem. They can manage it. Okay, give, the, give the some person some, some, some rooms that this is your day to cook. That's it. Next day you come, this is your day to cook. That's okay. it. Okay. Everything can be managed. So, you can be talk. You can speak, you know? It, somebody said in, in the correspondence that I have that most of the food isn't eaten and it just gets thrown out. 
exactly it's possible lots of people are ill lots of people are going to hospital due to that reason but why would they end up being ill it, it's pork it, it's chicken it, it's potatoes there they're still you can't be able to sell because it is like the food they can eat it and after that they said oh, are we ill and and the reason the way the reason behind okay. nobody knows you know okay do you do you get do you get breakfast lunch and dinner uh, we have breakfast we have lunch we have dinner uh, but uh, what bre- what do you get for breakfast do you mind me asking but they give us like fruits like one banana one orange one pear and yogurt and birds jams whatever how much but no eggs no eggs no eggs but so, eggs come in the afternoon with a sandwich in sandwich so you get frozen. you get fruit in the morning you get yogurt in the morning you get bread you get tea coffee things yep. like that okay coffee all day all day Milk all day okay so do you get lunch then is that uh, in the yeah, middle of the day lunch yeah and lunch have you have so like sandwich in uh, sandwich egg sandwich uh, because they are covering eggs in, in in lunch you know okay is is lunch just is lunch just a sandwich just sandwich and one soup one soup bowl so you get soup and a sandwich at lunchtime yep okay um and then in the evening then you get dinner uh, in dinner you can be maybe pork maybe chicken you know okay. this all processed food processed food you say that it's processed. Of course not. Why? I'm, because I'm saying because they are coming and how much time they are cooked after freezing and they come to come to us. You know, it okay. takes time. You know, it, and in and one food you can hold for the for the more than three or four days. You know? Okay, 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 okay. Um, what are the what are the um, facilities then with regards to washing and drying your clothing? Yeah, because before this thing, before when when it uh, all people are arrived at that time was everything is free of cost because according to the government after that they put the machines, uh, dryer machines and washing machines after that you have to pay for that for that's it. So you must put coins in the machine. Uh, it's like a, some app, or you have okay. to go to the app. It's from London somewhere here, yeah? okay. UK app, and you can put a pop up money. A top of money on your balance or charge your card and put the money on and you can use it. Okay, but you are getting a social welfare payment. So wh- why is that such a bad thing if you have to spend some of the welfare payment on washing and drying clothes? Uh, because all you're not people, paying all for your the, food and you're not paying for your accommodation. Uh, yeah, because you're saying right. Because all people are here in, in like according to other areas of Ukrainian uh, people, they are not paying for their laundry. Okay. Some are and some money. aren't. Okay. Yeah. See, all they also getting the money. They also have the rights, but uh, with the difference between two two same national uh, that rights, I don't understand. Okay, but what would you spend all of your welfare on then? Uh, see it again. I can't. I, I you, you, because can't. there is you. You receive a a social welfare payment yep, from exactly, the Irish state. Exactly, Do you exactly, mind me exactly. asking what you spend that money on? You can be after that. The people go to out and somebody to take their clothes, some foods they want to eat somewhere. You know, you you go out to eat, or you bring in food that you can eat yourself. Uh, that's why the, the both things, both things, they can go out to eat and they come buy bought the food and um, eat it at in a hostel. 
Okay. Are are you grateful though, in spite of the repetition of the same food? Are you grateful that you're here in any way? In any way, I'm very very grateful to this gov- to Irish government. You know, it's too much hospitality because they are very welcoming to the people who are coming from Ukraine. Yeah. They are, I'm I'm telling you, not everything is bad, but such such little points going to be little bit corrected. You know. Small not things to need to be improved. Small things, yeah, because don't do need to humiliate. Humiliate the people, you know? Don't let the people. We are people, right? We are not like uh, insects. And do you, do you ask for improvements to be made? I mean, I think there are, is there 130 there? More than. Okay, okay. And is there room for everybody? Is it crammed? Yeah. It's not everything is okay. Okay. Standard, right. No problem. But the the first thing is that something you, if you can some ask something they can threat you. They can like you know they they want to ask what if they something make something different like it's pleasant. You know? Okay. Do you it's hope a, to go home at some stage? Um, mostly people they are thinking that yes. You want to go home. You're homesick for your native country. Yep. Okay. People are wondering, and I have to say I'm wondering myself, we had thought it was women and children came here from Ukraine, but you're clearly not a woman or a child. Do you mind me asking how come you're here? Uh, what do you mean that? How can I? Like all people are moving to here and my friends also moving to here, so I also moved to here. Yeah, but some are, some are suggesting that it should only be women and children um, that came over here, not not able-bodied men. No, because... Uh, it depends on the situation, but right now situation is more worse in Ukraine right now. Okay. More worse okay. right now because before it was like a capital little bit safe, but now capital also not safe. Okay, so you left in fear of your life. Yeah. Okay. And did many men leave Ukraine at, of the you know something like fifty eight thousand are here? Would you say many of them are men? No, many of them, many of them, women and children. Okay, so only some men like you. Men, yeah. And did you have an option to fight? Uh, option fight for what? For Ukraine. Uh, but they have the right to know that how would these criteria is to match to the person. Is it go to fight or not good to go to fight for that one? Okay. Yeah. You 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 decided to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Would you prefer they allowed to? They allowed to leave. Yeah. No, no, it just was the understanding that it was Ukrainian women, Ukrainian children and elderly Ukrainians were coming here, uh, fleeing yeah. war and, and applying for refugee status. That, that, that was our understanding of it. But you say that you're also entitled to, to leave the country and be here. W- would, would you prefer to have your own home here with your own kitchen? Mm, like, uh, according to all people living there in a, like a good standard, uh, I, I would like to, yeah. Yeah, okay. But I can you, be possible to share someone, you know. It is like, it's right now time for survival, you know. Okay. But for are, survival, you can be sure anything. You can like try to, for the better step, you know. And were you born in Ukraine and raised in Ukraine in Kiev? And I was not born in Ukraine, but I was living for the last 20 years in Ukraine. Okay, where were you born? I was born in Islamabad. Pakistan. In Pakistan? Yep. Okay. And did you did you settle down and marry a Ukrainian and have children in Ukraine? Yep. Oh, so the family are all with you here? 
Yep. Okay. Okay. Are you and are you aware that there are many people in Ireland who are struggling and are poor and also have housing issues and oh, they they feel that enough is enough we can't take anymore. I knew that. This is I knew I I had the information about that the, the, there is housing problem, you know. Too much. It's a huge problem right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you hope that the food the food offering will improve. Exactly. I think so. They can be um, like I think about it for that one, you know. Okay. And also, just finally, did you ever think of not coming to Ireland and maybe going to Pakistan? No. Uh, because I already my all everything I put it in, in Ukraine. Oh, okay. I have nothing left to in my home clan to go no. back to Pakistan. Yeah, okay. I don't have nothing to do over there. Okay. Okay. Well, listen, thank you so much. Uh, I asked you quite a lot of questions. Thank you for answering them no all. Problem. I do appreciate it. Take care. Take care. Okay. Yes, sir. You Take care. Text 0868104106. More on this after the break. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 0818104106. Red FM. And indeed, text 0868104106. And we'll pick up on the text after 10. One quick call this side of 10. Sheila, good morning. Good morning, Lee. Okay, so Lee. this is where we find ourselves now. Where's, Over where? the weekend, they're just to listen to TDs or whatever, saying that there'll be no Ukrainian left home sleepless for the when they come here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, they're talking yeah, about a new have, scheme now where they would take about a thousand vacant homes in Ireland, pay the owners of the right. vacant homes monthly. But really, there was no Irish mentioned. About sleeping rough for the winter. We're not at war, though. We're not fleeing war. We're not fleeing... I don't... One minute, no, Neil. There's people on the streets as badly off as Ukrainians. I don't care what you say. And listening to the meals that that guy is getting, I'll be honest with you, he's more... They get more a day than I have. Actually, there's a lot of texts coming in on this. Not everybody happy. Some suggesting that penny dinners would be delighted to give chicken, pork and spuds to the homeless every day. That's right, but I mean they can because there's too many coming in, and I'm sure you know. And he's he's in a warm place. He's complaining, have to pay money for his washing up. We all have to do that. But the people who are rough on the streets, they have nowhere. Yeah. Honest to God, no. I mean, Neil, come on, like there's enough here. The Irish won't be able to ever get homes. To you know, we'll never, never see a home the way they're carrying on in this country. And I don't like the way they said there's been no Ukrainian left sleeping rough. And well, yes, yeah. there was no, it was like no Irish wanted in Ireland. That's what it seemed to me like, anyway. Do you think that we should now cap it and say we can't take anymore? No more. No more. They're only looking, this government is only looking to, you know, look good. But you know what? They're after making a shambles of it now, so they're not looking very good, really. Okay. All right. Okay, we'll pick oh, it up. Me? Thanks a lot. Thanks, Sheila. Pick it Thanks. up after 10. Lots of calls, texts and comments. Uh, text 0868104106. Pick up the phone on 0818104106. Back after 10. I'm Rory. And I'm Valerie. And you can join us for the very best in local, national and international sport every weekend on The Big Red Bench. That's The Big Red Bench. Every Saturday and Sunday from 6 on Cork's Red FM. Get it off your chest. 
Text The Neil Brinderville Show now. 086-8104-106. Red FM. Okay, alarmingly, I've been sent some video footage as well this morning of food being thrown in skips. Um, and I'll describe the food in a few minutes' time, but it's alarming to see food going out in skips. And some of it is, uh, like a lot of the food that I'm seeing that is being served comes in al- small individual portioned aluminium trays. And then they're cellophane on the top with the best before it. In there, you would have uh, potatoes and you would have uh, various vegetables. And on top of it, I think I saw a pork chop. Uh, um, and I think there are other dishes that have chicken in it. And then there are some catering packs as well being thrown into skips. And that would be catering packs of aluminium trays, large aluminium trays with cellophane tops of basmati rice and then large aluminium trays with cellophane tops of various vegetables that are literally being thrown into a skip. Um, It's just alarming to see such good food or any kind of food, uh, edible food being thrown out. But some of the videos that are being sent are from people who are suggesting that the food has gone sour and indeed the best before dates have passed. Uh, Quite an amount of texts on this. Uh, Regarding the Ukrainian refugees left on the streets without proper shelter, I have a room in my house. My problem is that uh, that I'm not looking to make one cent from putting anyone up, even if it were for just six months. But with the cost of electricity and the weekly shop, how on earth is anyone going to be able to afford this? Uh, The thing is, by actually admitting you could put up two people, uh, let that be two lads, two ladies, a man, a child, a woman, a child or a couple. It's like I'm saying, yes, I'll put them up, but only if I get paid. Let me make it clear. I don't want one cent, but are the government going to cover the extra cost? It would cost our home for three or six months. The simple answer to that is yes, the government will pay uh, per person should you choose to cover your cost of your electricity and your and your shopping or whatever. I thought it was only women and children coming from Ukraine as the men were supposed to be blocked from leaving and supposed to stay and fight for their country. Some of the men I've seen on the news over the weekend are young men. Why are they coming here? They're not always Ukrainian lads. Um, I was telling you last week of the amount of people who are coming in from various countries uh, and are presenting without any documentation. They're not Ukrainian. They could be coming from any other country looking for asylum. I'm not suggesting that there aren't Ukrainian men. You heard in the, the case of Yasser, he came from Kiev, but is Pakistani by birth. What in God's name is happening to our beautiful Ireland? The Ukrainian ambassador saying Ireland isn't doing enough for the Ukrainian people. The ambassador saying it's unacceptable. They should be on bended knees thanking us while our own are on the streets or couch surfing. Uh, we've taken in 50,000 plus and that's unacceptable. Life in central and western Ukraine is going on as normal. Plus, why aren't those so-called men who are here fighting? Um, another text here saying we should put aside Michael D's residence in the Phoenix Park. That would hold a lot of them. Shame on the government for using the misfortune of the Ukrainian people to virtue signal to the EU masters. And one more for now. No good deed ever goes unpunished. The Ukrainian ambassador condemned Ireland for not housing the throngs of people coming here, despite 10,000 plus homeless Irish who never get mentioned by anyone anymore. All efforts here now are about housing refugees, but there isn't a word about any attempts to house any of the 10,000 homeless Irish. Only in Ireland, I suppose. Um, Neil, can I also say that most Irish homeless don't have self-catering units and are just left to rot for years and years with no independence? It is degrading to be Irish. Mike says our own people are forgotten about. This coalition should be kicked out. Uh, And then one final one, the 43 at the weekend you were referring to were mostly men. 
I thought it was women and children who were only supposed to seek refuge. So keep all of those texts coming and I'll come back to them in a few minutes' time. Uh, Shannon is standing by. First up, Conrad, good morning. Good morning. Your contribution this morning, what's on your mind? The first, we have to explain the first thing. Uh, that fella is actually not Ukrainian. He's a Pakistani guy and he's complaining about the food on his diet. There's no pork. That's the first thing. Okay. Okay. Another thing okay. is he's a far because from of because Ukrainian of religion he can't because of religion he yeah. can't eat pork. So because exactly. of his religion, then he shouldn't be given pork. He shouldn't be here, actually, in my opinion, with a Ukrainian passport. That's my opinion. Uh, and wh- where where should he be, Conrad? Fighting is it? Fighting. He's a young. He should get a AK forty seven and go and fight. With the Russian people, okay, okay. With the Russian government, is the Eastern European diet that different to ours? Uh, I'm actually from the East Europe. I'm uh, from part of the Poland, the very east, close to the border of Belarus. So, we would your diet be similar to the? Would the Polish diet be similar to the Ukraine? Will will, will be similar diet? Yes, will be similar. And if someone will give me that. Are you if still there? Give me the, yeah, I'm still here. If someone will give me free pork, free chicken, I'll take that no problem and without any complaint. Yeah. I don't, under, I don't understand why they complain. A- they, they have a roof. They have a food. They're getting their doll every week money. They don't need to work. They're sitting on the hall and doing nothing. <laughs> and they're still complaining. That's not right. And I, I tell you one more thing. I've been on the ferry a month ago. I was back from France to Ireland. Yeah. And a 30% of the ferry is a young Ukrainian's age, will be 25, 30, young lads. There was no woman, no children. Okay. And you know that they, because you recognize the language, is yeah, that? I recognize the language. I understand actual language. they flooding country here. Basically, the government opened the gate for them. Well, why would you want to come anyone. over here if you're being fed food that you can't eat? Is it for the welfare benefits, is it? Welfare benefits, free homes. They don't need to do anything. They don't need to work. The government will give them everything. And I'm working basically like 50, 60 hours a week. And I can't afford the home. I've seen some of the photographs of the food, I have to say. I wouldn't fancy eating it every single day. It comes in a kind of a, it comes in an aluminium tray with a cellophane cover on it. It's all portioned into its own little sections. They're suggesting that it's the same food. That's fine. That's fine. They don't need to eat every day. But they have their own money. They're getting 220 or whatever. They can't afford, let's say, vegetables. They can't afford mash or whatever, meat or anything. They can buy anything. What they want? They want to spend all the money for clothes? No, they, drink, yeah, they're, they're, they're not allowed... Party? They're not... I don't know what they spend their money on, apart from... That's the question. To, Maybe we start asking them well, where they're spending he, money. He said because the food is inedible and it's the same but that's the thing. dinner that's every day. Fellow, they're, they're, eating fellow, out in re, they're eating out in restaurants and fast yeah, food joints. Yeah, but that, that fellow, which one was in, the, in your program a few minutes ago, yeah. he's a far from being Ukrainian. He's a Pakistani guy. That's a yeah. different story completely. Yeah. He got that probably passport somewhere. Like he cut the Ukrainian wife, gave a few bob, okay, marry me. We fly to Ah, uh, but that's very degrading to say that about somebody that you don't know. That's not. That's no, it, it is. is. You, you see, you don't know that to be a fact, what his circumstances are, or whom he married, or what he did. You know, he, he, maybe, maybe because he's from Pakistan, he should have gone home to Pakistan and accept that. 
You know? Yeah. All right. Okay. Be thankful for what but you that, get, is it? Yeah. Yeah. That, but that's like, you know, that's... The, the government should should close the border, like... And did you talk with any of the men on the ferry you said uh, were young Ukrainian men coming here? Did you talk to them and ask them why? No, line keeps coming and going. Sorry about that. Shannon, good morning. Good morning, mate. Okay, are you down in Mahan? Have you set up a community group? We set up a community group down here, yeah. Okay, for what? Um, basically, to, it's to tackle the infrastructure issue that we have mainly at the moment. But the reason that we started the community group so promptly is because of what's happening down here. Okay. With the plantation of 250 refugees is what we were told. But I was told this morning that you said 400. I think that's... I'm not 100% sure of the exact number, but there will be in two tranches. There will be an initial um, um, construction of modular homes fairly soon, and then before Christmas, a second um, bunch of construction of modular homes. I can get the exact figure, but it's certainly certainly between three and 400. Okay. Um, You you, you don't want... You don't want want that down in Mahan, is it? Um, no, we don't want that down in Mahan. We don't have the proper infrastructure in order to handle even 250 people, never mind 400 people. If it's 400 people, uh, you might as well say goodbye to Mahan very shortly. Um, we don't even have an open guard station down here. And these are non-vetted males that they're bringing into the country. We've complete open borders. Like, our children now are at danger, and it's the Irish government pushing them at danger. Why? How are they in danger? There's non-vetted people entering our country that they're immediately housing and on top of us they are building them an estate calling it a Ukrainian only estate for modular homes yeah. if we built an estate and called it an Irish only estate we'd be called Nazis, racists, bigots like how dare we but this is our own land and we're willing we're okay and willing to accept just estates being built around us for every other nationality, but then we have to deal with integra- integration as well. But, but if it's women and children, you know, is the guard of vetting really important? You're saying that it won't yes, be women. the guard of vetting is very important. For Why women and children? Important? For everyone. Why would that not be important? No, I'm just saying in the case of war in an emergency scenario, why yeah, would guard of vetting be important if you have a woman with her children fleeing war? Well, if it was just women and children, Neil, we know that we wouldn't have that much of an issue. But we know it is not okay. just women and children. Yeah, yeah. And if it were in the middle, if it were in the middle of Douglas, or if it were in the middle of Montanati or Balancholic, exactly. why don't they put them in Rochester town or like somewhere that can actually hold these people that has the infrastructure, that has the guarded resources? Like this is insane that they want to throw them down into Mahin, where we have two primary schools, one that which is brilliant but people, people with children with special needs can't send their children to a school with Osquelga because more than likely they're not going to be able to do the both languages Okay, so okay So that's the infrastructure you're talking about other, the lack sorry, of schooling no, sorry, sorry, no but there's one other school then left in Mahin that has SNAs in it and all the rest now can we be guaranteed that none of these women and children coming over are going to have special needs children that yeah. are going to add to the SNA list. Yes. Because in Mahin, there's currently women that are fighting for their children yes. that can barely speak because of their needs. And they're their children's voices. And they're not being heard at all at all. And it's so frustrating. We've been fighting a losing battle down here for, what, 30 years. 
since our community centre first set up. Okay. And okay. there's a dumping ground for single women and children. And now all they're doing is they're using it as a dumping ground again. What do you mean a dumping ground for single women and children? That's it. That was the government's idea with Mahin first day. It was, it was, sing, it was problem families went into Mahin. Yeah, I wouldn't call a woman and child a problem family, though. Surely be to God. I wouldn't, but that was back in the day, and it was not 30 years ago that that would have been the case. Okay, okay. Uh, to, to be absolutely accurate, 100%, the figure is um, lower than I suggested earlier on. It's approximately, approximately 250 um, people will be housed down there. The first tranche of them will be 64 modular homes in the Ballinour area, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I think there will be more to come after that. I'm not quite sure of the exact amount. It's also being rolled out in places like Cavan in the Midlands, so it's not just Cork. Um, but no, you're, you're, you're critical of the fact that Mahan was chosen. No, no, if we were aware that there's other areas that have been chosen around the country, and we've also linked up, our group is linked up with a couple of other groups that have set up as well around the country to protest this also. We're not the only people going against this need. How would you stop it, though? Well, the way that we're going about it is we're petitioning it. We're in the middle of a homelessness crisis, and we have been for the past 10 years. We have refugees locked away in direct provision in hotels since they came over. Yeah. We have Ukrainians now coming over. Well, all we're saying is, why is it? that these people are being prioritised over the ones who've been locked in hotels, over the ones who've been living in their mummy's back bedroom for the past 10 years with their kids. It's small little issues like this is all that we're trying to bring up to kind of go, is this really fair? Because we don't think it is. Yeah, I've seen the interior of modular homes. They're not all that bad, actually. They're not perfect bricks and mortar, three-bedroom semi-Ds, I know. But they're not too bad, to be quite honest. Um, maybe it's they'll. Fine, it's fine for temporary purposes. You know, I think they have a fairly long life. These these modular homes, um, but if they're there and Ukrainians come, and you'd have two hundred and fifty a man when they leave, the homes would remain and then could be given to Irish people. No. Yeah, but again, we're we're going we're just circling the same issue here. Why why must the Ukrainians come first? Okay, that the same courtesy is never extended to the thousands of Irish people who are homeless or looking for a home. Well, Neil, there's homeless families with kids that are Irish that are living on the streets at the moment while our refugees get comfortable beds in hotels. And that's the sad reality of it. We're, We're living in a time that the Irish people are very much treated terribly by their own government. Like, we've we've never been treated great by the rest of the world. Our own government has now decided to turn on us, and God only knows what reason, but they have. And do you know? Do you know where the site will be? Okay, you are standing up against it, and there's a lobby group down there. But where will the site be? Do you know? Where will the site be? Yeah. Um, Yeah, we stand outside the site when on the days that we are protesting. Where exactly is it? Do you know, uh, Shannon? Um, It's the back of City Gate. Is it an is it an empty piece of land that's owned by the it's council? The, yeah, it's the start of Saint Michael's Drive. Oh, I do know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of residential around there already. 
there is, yeah. None of the residents on the, on those roads either are happy about this. Okay, well, I'd be happy to hear from more residents down there, just like your good self. Thanks for taking the call, Shannon. Take care. No problem, thank you. Text 0868104106. Pick up the phone on 0818104106. Uh, Anna's on line three. Anna, good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you? Okay, um, just like Carl earlier on, Conrad, you're also Polish. Yes, I am, yeah. But you're here 15 years. Yes, I am. And I came your here 15 was, years ago. your daughter was born here. Yes, okay. yes, yes. Do you feel for um, Ukraine, considering that Poland borders Ukraine? Yes, I do. I, I do feel for them very much, uh, and I really wouldn't like to be in their situation. Uh, but to be fair, like Neil, complaining about the food and accommodation, I came here, and I'm very grateful to all Irish people and the government that I can be here. But um, I well, you're you're entitled to be here because you're a member of the European yes. Union. So therefore, yes. you're, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but um, uh, I'm, as I said, I'm grateful, but um, I've never been given anything for free, never. I worked from day one, I pay my taxes from day one, uh, I had to, you know, as any other person, you know, living in any other country have to pay for the food, for the bills, for the rent, for everything, you know. Yeah, but you're not fleeing war in their defense, or are you well, suggesting no, that they're course, all chancers no. and coming here for welfare? What? Oh, of course, I don't know. Do you know, I've never been, I actually, I've been out of sick uh, maybe a couple of times, and that's all, like, you know. Yeah. But um, I really feel for the people, and I understand the situation. But at the same time, like, you know, we all have to work to provide, and, like, you know, they have to pay for the washing, at least, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what actually got me. To be fair, yeah. When he said that they have to download an app and pay to use the washing machine yeah. and the tumble dryers, that annoyed you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you, you know, they don't have to pay rent. They don't don't have to pay the food. Uh, they've been hot meals provided. You know, they don't have to cook and stuff like that. You know, and um, well, I, as I said twice already, I understand the situation. They fleeing the war. But I'm working in the retail, and I know that the people are buying luggages and going back there for holidays. You see how? You see, like, how am I supposed to believe that? I don't know. Yeah, you, I don't know because you, you it is very that. hard to believe. Yeah. Yeah, but like, how do you know that? Oh, because they were saying they are very open about that. So you've been selling them suitcases, is it? Yes. Yes. Okay. And what do they say? That they're going for holidays home. Right. To Ukraine, yeah. And they're here as refugees, is it? And they're going home. I guess. I, I, I can only assume, yeah. No, but did they say that they're... So they could be anyone from Eastern Europe going on the holidays. Did they say, no, we that are was, Ukra- that was very much. No, that was very much about the Ukraine war, you know, talk and everything. You know, chit-chat, like, you know, okay. talking with the customers, you know, and stuff. And it just came out that they're going for the holidays to, to Ukraine. Did they say any more about that as to... No, 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 no. And that you, you've, that that disgusts you to hear that? It is, actually, it is, slightly, yeah. Okay. With the time, you know, with the time that some stuff is coming out, you know, and and you know what, I cannot afford myself, like, any nice holidays. I was at home now, um, back in July, the end of July, first time for three years. I haven't been home for three years for yeah, holidays. Okay. Okay, yeah. listen, I want to read out um, an email from a Ukrainian refugee. So feel, feel free to just stay there because I'm going to read it anyway. Yeah, so I want to yeah, get your yeah, thoughts yeah. on the end of it, okay? So hold on there a second. Yeah, sure. uh, yeah. We Ukrainians who have found shelter in Ireland are immensely grateful to you, all of the people, volunteers and the government of Ireland for your care, warmth and humanity. We are safe and our lives are not in danger. We've been in this hostel with a group of compatriots since April. 
There were about 80 of us at the start. At first, food was delivered from fast food vendors, as there were no cooks in our hostel. We organised this ourselves, which meant that we were on duty, delivering food and cleaning the kitchen. Food was brought in vacuum containers and stored in the hostel's warehouse for four months. The same dishes, the same for every single meal. When asked to change or to add something, the management promised us every day that things would change. It never happened. Also, the improper storage and negligence has led to the disposal, the throwing out of large amounts of food. We had seven microwave ovens to warm up the food we bought, we brought, and we learned how to cook in them because any kitchen, we, it says here, the kitchen, I don't know whether it's the same, we learned how to cook in them because the kitchen devices, oh yes, the kitchen devices were prohibited. They weren't allowed to use the cooking facilities, but were allowed to use microwaves. Now there are 130 people here and a third of them are children. Uh, We eat the same food for the last two months. They left two microwaves in the kitchen, but they forbid us to cook. For breakfast, we have porridge, milk and cheese with sausage, for which we have to beg. In the kitchen, there are refrigerators for those living in the hospital, but they're often inspected and they throw away anything they think shouldn't be in the fridges. All this is happening behind the kitchen doors. The products brought in are the lowest quality and the cheapest. Bed linen has come grey and old. We have to pay for our own laundry. Checks are carried out personally and inspections are conducted in the absence of tenants. Surely this isn't legal. We do not have the right to open our mouths on any issue because the threat of eviction immediately is flown in our face. When we ask about any of the above, we hear the following. The first two weeks you worked with volunteers. Now it's our business. Another thing that they're told, I let you live here. If if I want to, I will evict you. I will find a reason. Another one. If you don't like the food, go to a restaurant. Another one. Return back to your place. Go back to Ukraine. We understand that accepting Ukrainians fleeing war is not an easy task and requires considerable cost and effort. But is it really impossible to behave with any kind of humanity? Many of us have lost our homes. Many have lost everything. And many have nowhere to return to. How can Irish people say such words? If you don't like it, go back to Ukraine. We ask you, if possible, try and talk about these issues because at the end of the day, it's your taxpayers' money. Yours sincerely. And that's from a resident of one of the hostels. Um, What would you think of that? Well, obviously, every person in the world, you know, should have you know, conditions to live, you know, comfortable in it, you know. The, the, the first email was kind of heartbreaking, to be fair. But um, I don't know actually what to think anymore, you know. Yeah, would you eat, the, it, same, it, would it, you eat it, the same dinner every day, months for months? Neil, I, 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 I cannot afford takeaways. I cannot afford eating in the restaurant. So I'm basically eating pork and chicken as well, you know. Okay, uh, another well, one here. Well, I, I understand I can cook that for myself, you know, so I can, you know, season or whatever differently, but I don't have any other meals than they do. It's heartbreaking to see it being thrown out, though. I've seen videos of the food being dumped um, package after package after package into large skips at the back of a hostel. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, there are so many Irish people, you know, using the food banks in Cork and uh, penny dinners and everything. And you know what? The food is not being thrown away. It's been used even if it's, the date has expired a little bit, you know? Yeah, not if it's gone sour, though. They're saying that the food turns sour. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, you oh. wouldn't you wouldn't eat gone off sour food, surely? Oh well, obviously no. Yeah. You know, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let me get some more texts on the air here. Uh, put the Ukrainians in Oris Nuktra on the president's house. It has forty three rooms. Let's see how much our government officials will push that boat out. No chance. Uh, morning. What are they complaining about? They're getting everything for free. How many of them are coming over here from the war part of Ukraine? Uh, morning, Neil. Ukrainians should be happy with what they get if they fled a war-torn country. If they're not happy, they should go home. Headlines today are that the government is scrambling to get accommodation. When in my situation, I'm a full-time porter in the CUH and can't get a roof over my own head. So I stay in a box room with my partner in my family's home. The only reason they've been left into our country is because of the benefits. It benefits um, at the end of the day. What about the lady in the hotel in Malo, you'd on air last week? She's only one of our own. The Ukrainian ambassador said it's unacceptable. Well, surely it's unacceptable with not putting our own first. There should be a stop now until they sort out the situation. And a lot of people then critical of Yasser because he turned out not to be Ukrainian. But Pakistani, a lot of these texts I can't read on air. He should be ashamed of himself coming on the radio complaining about the food he gets. Some people don't even get that kind of food. It's so disrespectful for people in Ireland who are trying to help them out. Many people suggesting he should go back and fight. I'm from Middleton on a disability allowance. I suffer from Parkinson's and epilepsy and I'm not able to use the cooker. Therefore, I do not have dinner as I'm unable to cook. I eat toast and tea for my dinner or a super value pre-packed dinner which I heat in the microwave. Listening to Ukrainians complaining about food and conditions is just sickening me. Keep those texts coming. Text 0868104106. Kian's on four. Kian, good morning. Hi, Neil. How are you? I'm good. You wanted to pick up on this conversation. Yeah, yeah, I did, Neil. Yeah. I just heard it there. I was driving, to walk, driving there on the place down there. I'm a fully qualified HGV mechanic, right? Come on. You're working? Uh, yeah, just turn your radio down there, Kian, will you? Just uh, turn, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're working full time, is it? I'm full time HGV mechanic, yeah, by trade, yeah. Okay. And like for the last year and a half to two years, I'm trying to get a property with my girlfriend, and I just I'm just after having a small fill, I know as well this week, and I cannot find it a property for the right price. For affordable for myself and my girlfriend, and these Ukrainians are coming into our country where Irish citizens we should be eligible to a house faster than any other person that comes into this country. And yet, I'm finding it hard to get a house. Yet, there's houses being built for other people that aren't even citizens in our country. Yeah, do you I see, some, somebody accu- I see a text here accusing comments like that as being right wing racists. Well, I'm not being racist by no means, mean, but you, we don't know who these people are. As you, as these aren't that's being guarded, Neil. As you said, there, we don't know. You, you said, that why should a girl be and a and a child be guarded? Every single person should be guarded coming into this country I that know, we don't know. I know, I know, I know, I know. I, know. So I think that's bang out of order, there, Neil. And another thing, I'm living at home. I'm lucky that I can with my mother. And only for that, I'd be out in the fuck, I'd be out in the street, sorry for my language, yes, but I'd be out in the street. Yeah. So as a full... Like, so I'm, I'm safe, Neil, and I have, I have money even to put down for two months deposit, if not three months deposit on a house to rent. And I can't even get that, Neil. And these houses are being built for people coming into our country that aren't even Irish citizens. I just think it's a complete job. Are you talking about the modular homes down in Mahan and the like, is it? Yeah, like, we don't know who these people are and they're going in there, like, you know. 
I just think it's in a complete joke, like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, they should be looking after our loans. I well, can understand no. why you would take it very personally as being a full-time mechanic who's got the rent uh, and a deposit but can't find anywhere to live and can't afford to buy your own yeah. home. Yeah. It's just a joke, like, you know. Yeah. Uh, like, even, even, like, living on a normal day-to-day basis is even hard enough, like, even just living at home. Never mind, say, trying to go out on your own, like, you know. And... Try buy a house like you can't buy you can't like I'm 27 I'm young I'm trying to start out my life my girlfriend and my new child and I can't even do it mm. do you contemplate disaster, like? do you contemplate just getting out of the country a lot of the guys like you with trades like you are going to Australia I'd love, and Canada. To, I'd love to deal but I'm after, I'm after having a baby you know here and the girls you know is here as well like and I wouldn't want anything yeah family's so important I'd love to start family here like you know but yeah, yeah. trying to start the family here and trying to get a house is just being a nightmare for us yeah. you know okay it's a job yeah. it's a job yeah. I'm so, not criticizing the Ukrainians being in war and all this is you know, I'm not criticizing them by no means. It's just I think it's unfair because we're Irish citizens and we should be looked after first. Okay, thanks Kian. Let me talk to Paddy. Paddy, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Thank you for holding. Uh, you wanted to pick up on this conversation this morning. Yeah, and again, like I have absolutely no no issues at all with the Ukrainians getting you know, I mean I can understand the situation that they're in their own country and and it, it, it is, I mean, they're, they're not going to refuse if, if places are offered in different countries like ourselves. Uh, it's just that, you know, being completely honest, I'm kind of surviving on a day-to-day basis uh, with people who are, few people are, that, are, that are willing to help me out. You're working full-time, I, I think, are you? I, I am working full-time. But you're, 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 you're a full-time worker who's homeless. Yeah, and I'm, uh, I'm struggling. Um, struggling. To say struggling doesn't even doesn't even give it just, uh, do it justice. Uh, it's getting harder and harder to keep keep on doing what I'm doing. As I said, I, uh, it, was, it was one person who, who always helps me out. I, I, I jumped into the character minutes ago and I heard a conversation on the radio and uh, let's be honest, I, I, within the space of two or three minutes I was in tears. Like. Why? Um, why? Um, like to see the complaints that have been put in and everything and and especially in my, from my own point of view from the last couple of weeks to see see the struggles that that just regular people have I mean I'm 41 years old now and uh, like as I said homeless working and over the last couple of weeks more and more I'm finding that harder and harder to get to see a way out and it's I don't know it's it's I genuinely I jumped into the car I was listening to three or four minutes of your yeah. conversations and yeah. uh, yeah, my heart sank. It genuinely sank. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not here to begrudge anybody of anything that they're getting. But from my point of view, I can see how the people, the people of our own country are, are suffering. I what know there are people that have issues that, you know, that they can't, that it will affect them. But I mean, there are others there that just can't seem to get out of the situation when other people have been weighed on hand and foot and given this and given that and you think uh, that there shouldn't be complaints about the standard of the food or the the bed linen or you oh, not no, being allowed to use you know kitchens what? and things no the one I, as i said i'm 41 years old and, and the one thing i've learned in this life is that everybody's going to complain you know no, no matter how how good they get it you no know, there, there's always going to be people who will complain and unfortunately the way where we report on things, so you're never going to report the good things. You're always going to report the bad things, you know. So, 
they're always the complaints. It, it, the complaints are always the ones that are going to be heard first before any. You see, I know, oh, I understand that, but you will have Ukrainian refugees staying in facilities where they're being fed the same food day in, day out, day in, day out, and they know of other Ukrainians who've been given holiday homes where they're cooking for themselves and they're, you know, washing and drying their own clothes, and they they have their own family homes now. They're holiday homes, I know, and you therefore you're going to have. Uh, disparity between the refugees saying, I want that as well. Why am I being put up here when others have got a house, you know? Of course, yeah. Why am I being put up here when when others have a hotel room and they go down and they get the full menu to eat every day? You know, they feel hard done by it. If you look look at it in the same boat, like you're you're talking about the disparities there and I'm talking about, look, look at the Irish people that are genuinely trying that have to hear of these disparities and saying, I, uh, we don't know if, uh, personally, I don't know what I'm going to eat this evening. I know, yeah. So, I, know. I don't know, like, I have, I, have, I have two options. I either get a bit of charity for somebody who gives me a couch or something like that, or I have a little place that I call my little ditch. And let's be honest, that's exactly what it is. You know, so but, they are, but, they are, they are but, my choices. So do you bounce around... From one friend's to the next, is it? I I, as, I I try as much as possible, but always with the utmost respect for them, uh, because I know what they're doing for me, you know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, as I said, like, and, I on, have, and on I nights where you about, don't have, I'm not, I don't mean to pry, but say on nights where you don't have a couch, where would you go? I have this horrible little ditch that's kind of some bit shelter that. Let's be honest, same. It's full of tin foil and everything else on the floor that you don't really want to be putting up with. But it's an option. It's, it's not it's an option when there is no other option there. Okay. And you go to work in the morning then? Every single day. Do they know at work the situation that you're living in? Um, I've kind of informed a few people of a little bit of the situation. They don't know. They don't know the full extent of it. But uh, I don't know for work. I do my work every day and I'm working in customer service, so I have to turn up with a smile on my face. Yeah. And, so how do you turn up clean you know, and, and presentable? Attitude. How do you turn up clean oh, and I, presentable? I, well, I try my best not to get us, not to get there at the end. I said if I like I, a couple of times a week, I will call on one or one person or another to you know to have a shower. And thankfully, I have, I have some good friends that will look after my clothes and things. So those situations doesn't wouldn't allow me to to ask for any more. Nor would I ask for any more. I'm quite quite. I'm, I'm I can understand why you would break down crying when you hear of others then who are here, um, paid benefit, medical cards, everything that comes with it, and provided with food and shelter, but find some reason to complain. I, I honestly, yeah, it, you know, it, 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 as a human being, I understand I don't why. why. Like yeah, yeah. It, it genuinely talking to my heartstrings, and do you know what? I'm, uh, I'm still going. I'm still trying. As I said, I. I it's just every now, every 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 day that passes, it gets harder and harder. See an outcome that's gonna that's gonna benefit me, or, or it's it, it is a struggle. It is. It trust me, it's a struggle. Do you need for anything, incidentally? Well, no, you, no, apart no, from the obvious, no, I know. No, I, I I don't I don't ask for anything. I never do. I just as I said, the only reason I've I, I've never texted into the show before. The only reason I text is because. That conversation with Swan, it just it genuinely tugged on my heartstrings. Uh, I felt so, I felt so down on it. And um, like I said, they were, they were given, they were given all about pork or something like that. Like and all in there thinking is that 
I don't even know what I'm going to have to see to eat, to eat today. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, I think it's. I think my conversation with you will tug at the heartstrings of an awful lot of people listening to it. Yeah, you know, I've, I'm. As I said, I'm working. I'm working constantly, and the only thing is, though, I don't. I don't make enough to pay for deposits and things like that. I understand your last caller there. You're surviving. Well, fair enough. He's he's at home, and he is. He is. He has enough for deposits, and I. I that's another. That's another uh, side of it. That getting a place is actually. A big enough struggle. It but, doesn't uh, matter whether like you have a deposit it. or not. It's just not there for you. Yeah. So you're yeah. really kind of no different to him, really, apart from the fact that, you know, he he has somewhere to lay his head every night. You're, he, for you, it's a lottery as to whether you do or not. Um, pretty much. I said, no, thankfully, I do have I do have some quite good friends that yeah. are really, really, really yeah. do help me out. And, uh, yeah. I appreciate everything they do for me. But I'm also the kind of person that I don't like imposing. I know. I, I hope hate that. asking yeah. for anything and, you know... I so hope that life improves for you. I really do. Well, yeah, me too. All me right. too, my friend. Okay, listen, thanks for taking the call. No problem at all. It's been a pleasure. Okay, take care, Paddy. Thanks, mate. I'm a Hungarian Neil living in Cork. I'm talking with the Irish people every day at work. It's amazing for me how little Irish people know about life in other European countries and also how little they know about how great the quality of life they have here. It looks to me as if they never wonder what are the reasons there are so many foreigners here. Clearly, I can tell you, the weather isn't one of them. It's easy to figure out because of the money and leaving behind the struggles every at the end of every month. Uh, we are going to buy food or are we going to pay bills? Or who are we going to ask to borrow us money this time? Which is very common uh, for families back home. I often hear people complaining about the wages and the cost of living. Yes, I know everything is getting more and more expensive. Uh, when they don't realise an average wage for a cashier or a sales worker in Hungary and the surrounding countries is about €500 Euro a month, not a week, a month. People get shocked when they hear this, not even talking about groceries, which are exactly the same price. Some products even cost more than they do here in Eastern Europe. I wonder how, many, how, an, I wonder how an Irish person would survive in these circumstances for a month. I'll tell you, know how. People here just love to waste money on everything. When someone in those trendy 100 euro leggings is complaining about the cost of everything to me, it's just ridiculous. That would be somebody's weekly wage in countries like Hungary, Croatia, Poland or Ukraine. Irish people should realise how lucky they are and stop complaining. Remember, there's always worse off. Since I lived in Ireland, I have great savings. I can afford to travel around the world, eventually probably even buy a house here, which I never even thought about when I lived in Hungary. I'm a hairdresser, so not the best wage out there at all. But because I have two, I have learned very young how to be smart with my money. I still manage very well and I'm grateful I have a positive perspective on life and that I'm financially stable. Kind regards. Don't give out my details. I won't do. Uh, so the crux of that is the situation you find yourself in, which is a good and healthy one. Secondly, of course, the cost of living back in Eastern Europe and the weekly, monthly wage could be 500 euro a month, you're saying. And thirdly, the fact that many people come here for one reason and one reason over only, 
and you say it has to do with money and welfare payments. And it's certainly not the weather. So thank you for all of those. I'll take a quick break. Calls on the way. Get it off your chest. Call Neil Prenderville now on 0818-104-106. Red FM. So the protest has started down in Mahan. The um, I get a little confused with the numbers earlier on. Up to, up to 250 Ukrainian refugees and up to, I believe, 64 modular homes. And funnily enough, those modular homes will go in quite quickly uh, in the space of the next couple of weeks. They'll literally be brought in and, I guess, for want of a better term, planted, plonked on site. Uh, and off you go. So that's the correct numbers. They are not happy with that in Mahan for lots of reasons outlined already this morning. John O'Callaghan. John, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Why are you mad? You say you're, it maddens me. Why? It maddens me, Neil. To be honest with you, by, I mean... The Ukrainians are coming in here, like, and they're craving about the food, they're craving about the accommodation and everything. I was telling your researcher there, I, I was downtown during the week, and there was a 15-year-old girl, homeless. I brought her out a cheeseburger and a cup of coffee, and I gave her a few water, I had much on me. Yeah. A 15-year-old girl, like, an Irish girl, like. Did you chat with her, John? I did, I did, Neil, and she was telling me details. I wasn't going to throw off the phone, like. Okay. But she was telling me details how she had to leave the family home and everything, like. And the girl was there with a sleeping bag. She's a minor. She should be in the care of the state at that age. Yeah, 15 years of age, Neil. Begging. Yeah, begging, God love her. She's not, Nick, you know what I mean? She's a lovely girl. And did she, did she tell you where she would sleep at night? Because she's at risk on the streets. Yeah, she's in the sleeping bag. By yourself in shop, I won't mention the shop door or anything, Neil. 15 years old. 15 years of age, like. And then we have these guys coming in from Ukraine and they're getting everything. They're getting medical care, they're getting houses, they're getting food and everything, and they're complaining about everything, like. See, it's, it's hard for me to argue with, argue back against you when you put it like that, even though. There are those saying that it's the government caused the problem, not the refugees, and uh, that I engage in right-wing racist listenership. I'm not racist at all, Neil. I'm not racist at all. No, you know what I mean? Like, here. here you go again, allowing right-wing racists on the air. They're out in force. It's the government caused the problem. Yeah, well, uh, I, don't, I don't see how the government is causing the problem. Like, you know what I mean? I, I think his bosses is causing the problem. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think what's going on, Neil, is um, they're getting so much money off of Brussels, you know what I mean? This is payback, you know, leaving as many refugees as you can, like, you know what I mean? That's the payback, like. Yeah, yeah. So I, so, I reckon so, that's what it is, like. So is it a it case just of, maddens me. So is it a case of you're here now, be grateful and thankful for what you have. Stop complaining. Exactly, yeah. Because I met a 15-year-old had, girl and I bought her a cheeseburger and she has no home, yeah. Yeah, Neil, I had to fight for I'm on disability at the moment. I've had problems, I've a lot of health problems, okay? But I had to fight for it. I went through cancer as well, like. And I had to fight for that, like. To get on disability and everything, like. Did you have to prove it, is it? I had to get consulting letters and everything, like. To get on disability, like. Yeah. They wouldn't take my word for it, obviously, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But I had to get consulting letters and everything before I got on disability, like. And we have these people coming in here then and they're getting medical care, they're getting houses, they're getting food and everything and they're still complaining about it. Like. It's not ideal though, I mean, the situation they find themselves in. It's far from ideal. I know that, Neil. I understand that. I understand that. Like. But uh, why is it our problem? Like? We're only a small country. 
Yeah. I mean, you have to call it a horse, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's only so money we can take in, like. There's only so many we can take in. Yeah, that we really should at this stage say enough is enough. Enough is enough. Okay. Enough is enough, Neil. You know what I mean, by? Yeah, okay, okay. I mean, I mean, in all fairness, like, we're only a small country, like. Yeah. You know that that young girl, uh, be very worried about a 15-year-old girl because um, the statistics that are presented regularly is that an awful lot of people get assaulted on the streets of Cork and that an awful lot of homeless women get raped and sexually attacked. I know, I know. Guy, so, the girl was crying and everything, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. The um, girl was crying when she was talking to me, like, you know what I mean? She was so delighted that I brought her on a burger and a cup of coffee and gave her a few bob, like, you know oh what I mean? Almighty. No situation should be so bad that you have to uh, live on the street. It's sleeping bag needs she had. Sleeping bag. And she's sleeping in the certain shop. I won't mention the shop, no, like, you know what I mean? God. But uh, she was sleeping in the shop front, like, you know what I mean? Like, 15 years of age, like. All right, Paddy, thanks for taking the call. Appreciate it. Uh, a lot of people coming back from earlier calls this morning from uh, Yasir. Sorry now, but he's far from Ukrainian and he's far from fleeing war. He did tell you on the air he was Pakistani. Um, not Ukrainian speaking to you. Also, Neil, you never picked up on the fact that he's not female. Yes, I did. I had a lengthy conversation within amongst the conversation. I did mention that that our understanding was that it was women and children. He said, no, anyone is entitled to ask him about whether he would uh, would have stayed by, back to fight. I thought that was the rule, actually, that if you were of fighting age or uh, you were young and fit, that you weren't allowed to leave the country. Uh, why does he sound so ungrateful with their own sleeping rough on the streets with no dinner? Um, and then many, many people saying that a lot would be very happy with pork or chicken and vegetables and potatoes and the breakfast and the sandwich and the soup at lunchtime. Keep that coming. My apologies to Anthony. I hope you can wait after 11. Hey, it's Dave. Join me weekdays from four for Dave Max Drive, where I'll help get you home or give you a little lift at home. Big hits, loads of fun features and traffic info. What more could you need? Join me weekdays from four. Dave Max Drive. 104 to 106 Red FM This is the Neil Friendable Show A little bit of housekeeping for you as well It being Monday on a light-hearted note Every single Monday we start off the week With your opportunity to get yourself a box of donuts At least a dozen, perhaps more Will be delivered by Red Patrollers today Courtesy of yourselves And the new store that opened recently uh, Inside in the city Offbeat Donuts on French Church Street So they're uh, they've got the goodies for you and uh, you need to text 86 106 and we'll pick a winner this side of midday and a box of donuts to start off the week courtesy of ourselves and offbeat donuts on French Church Street also right across this week and today included we have jazz tickets to give away and I was telling you about telling you about some of the jazz lineups uh, across the weekend great to see Joe Mack doing the business and Billy Crosby two great Corkonians two great musicians will be doing their thing at the Maldron meanwhile the Metropole Hotel of course will be the Cork Cork Guinness Jazz Festival hub again this year the beautiful Metropole and every day this week I've got four pairs to give away for Saturday night and a pair to give away for Sunday night courtesy of the Metropole Hotel the home of the Jazz Festival um, now this is for 23s and over so you've got to be 23 or older there are tickets for the Metropole Jazz Club so I'll do that between now and midday today and they've got a huge range of bands playing over the weekend at the Metropole including the New York Brass Band the Swing Cats, the Underscore Orchestra, and much more besides. You can get full details of everything happening at the Met at metropolehotel.ie. So we have those tickets to give away for the Hub of the Jazz every day this week. Listen, the irony of what's going on isn't, isn't lost on me. I was 
talking earlier this morning, just out of the nine o'clock news, that €1,200 can be saved by buying own brand labels instead of buying branded products in the supermarket, suggesting people, if they're as thrifty as they can be, can save about €100 a month by buying own brand. And this is research that was done recently by Aldi. Needs must, as they say. Um, And, you know, why I talk about the irony of all of this is why then would we be reporting this morning of some refugees unhappy um, with the food that they're being served? I don't know how many of us would want the same food served every single day, but at the same time, other people are choosing as to whether they buy food or put their heating on in their homes this winter. Your programme should be called Moan a Minute, nothing but people dissing our country. The councillor you had on um, should put his money where his mouth is and put some refugees up himself then. I'm an occupational fixed pensioner, and I assure you these moaners don't know how lucky they are. I can't afford three big meals a day. I haven't turned my heat on yet, and I do not get any double payments that other people will get. Stop blaming the government for everything. There's only so much they can do. I paid many, many taxes over the years and I continue to do so. Be it a lesser amount now, I know, but I still pay the dreaded USC. So I continue to contribute to all of your moaners. It makes me so cross. Be grateful for what you have in these extraordinary times, says Mary. Not sure about who you're saying are ungrateful. The Irish people are refugees that are here that are moaning about the food. Maybe both. Uh, Morning. People on the streets do have places to go, but some are barred from Simon or other places for their past behaviour. Look at what's going on in town. There are drugs everywhere. Sorry now, but your original caller this morning is not native Ukrainian. He sounds like Hindu. Definitely not Ukrainian. Ukrainian people are far more pleasant and grateful. I don't feel for this gentleman as he gets far more than some people get. This man is unfortunately milking the system, in my opinion. Like a normal, healthy person, he should go to work and stop collecting social welfare. He could buy his own food and then cook what he wants. They won't allow them to cook. I would feel ashamed of myself if I was complaining about the food I was receiving for free. It sounds to me that he's unhappy in general. Having a place to stay with free food provided and having money from social welfare and it's still not enough? I can't believe it, says Selena. The man on the air is a scammer. He says he can't go back to Pakistan because he has nothing there. Well, I'm sure he hasn't anything here in Ireland either. So that doesn't make sense. My good God, I'm fuming listening to your conversation. Skip along back to Ukraine and don't be so ungrateful. Um, I'm getting the feeling of deja vu. Deja vu. It's like you're talking to refugees uh, by the airport, says Mary. Um, you're referring to people who are living in direct provision, I suppose, which is an entirely different scenario. Um, and they in the past have had their problems also. Um, the people who are complaining sound so ungrateful. Our own are sleeping rough on our streets with no dinner and no help. Uh, Thomas Burns stated on the weekend politics that we have legal obligation to take these people in. He also mentioned the human rights of these people. There doesn't seem to be any of these for the Irish people. Uh, They have made a political football of our humanitarian situation and they are turning people away from politics. Uh, Furious having to listen to the Ukrainian man, the arrogance. um, We need to stop this now. It has to end. I'm fed up with Ireland being treated like idiots. Thank you to Micheál Martin and the rest of them. Tell them all to F off home if they're not happy 
Why is the caller from earlier on not at home fighting for his own country? Well, some would suggest it's because he's not Ukrainian. Penny Dinners will be delighted to give chicken, pork and spuds to the homeless. People who are ungrateful make me sick. A selection of texts to 0868104106. And back to the phone lines we go. Anthony, thank you so much for holding. I do appreciate it. I'm keen to hear what you have to say because you work with uh, Cork City's homeless groups, don't you? I do, yes. Yes, okay. I do. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, well, as you were just saying there, uh, they're complaining about what they're eating and what have you. They do complain because we get it six nights a week and they come to us uh, what dinners do you have? Uh, oh, me, wait, I've sausage curry. Sorry, I don't eat sausage. When you, you say know? they, are you re- or do they identify themselves as Ukrainian refugees? Uh, no, they don't. Okay. They don't. It's A lot of them say they don't eat sausage and what have you. Or if you, they might come up and just say, uh, what dinners have you? We just say, we have chicken. Uh, I don't eat chicken. What else have you? Uh, what do they want? We, we, exactly, you nearly have to pull out a menu for them, like. And what we do is, we might some nights we might have two different dinners, but most nights we only have one dinner. Right, right. But it's it's actually absolutely crazy out there at the moment. But who who are the people approaching you, um, picking and choosing? Are they Irish homeless? Are you saying are they? But they're living all the- all racist, all all classes of people like you have Lithuanians you have uh, Polish you have everything you have South Africans sounds bizarre yeah. that people would be saying I don't eat sausages I don't eat chicken what else do you yeah. have if they're hungry enough you'd eat it wouldn't you uh, exactly well we actually had a person there that were vegan and they asked us what had we we said uh, I think it was actually shepherd's pie I think we had uh, I'm vegan I don't eat meat I goes, sorry, so I goes, you can take the pie out and just eat the chips. Uh, I'd take it anyway. And they ate it. Did they? And they ate the pie as well. Yeah, yeah, needs must, I suppose, yeah. You know? Yeah, well, that's an example of someone who was hungry enough to eat it, in fairness to them. Yeah. yeah. But uh, things are gone crazy out tonight. Where do you get the hot food from, do you mind me asking, Anthony? I'd be quite honest now, myself there and Louise... We make it ourselves. And what? We actually buy the food ourselves out of our own pocket. Now, we don't get no funding off no one. God almighty. Or no one. Well, there's two places support us in the city. Um, Days and Munch above there. They would choose the night Days for us. Days and Munch, good guys, yeah. 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 They do choose the night for us. And we have the baker's son and carry tool. The Baker's Son. Now that's news to me. Is that a cafe, a restaurant, or what? It, it's 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 a, it's like a little deli, a bakery. They do bread and cakes, and you can have breakfast rolls and things inside. Okay, and yeah. Nice so, yeah. So you'd be out there doing the food, and there'd be other groups out there giving out sleeping bags and blankets and jackets and underwear and yes. socks and well, stuff. Well, we we give out socks and underwear as well, but like as I say, we buy the stuff ourselves, like out of our own pockets, and. Um, they can't look to us for sleeping bags and tents. We don't have sleeping bags or tents yeah. because we can't afford to buy them. I know, I know. It's out of like, your own pocket, yeah. yeah. Exactly. 
but you have you you'd have very genuine cases, surely, like that little fifteen-year-old girl on the street, for instance. Oh yes, there's some lads out there that they're not even left into Simon. Why? Uh, either they have no links to the city, or playing. They're probably barred out of it. You yeah, know, they're yeah. sanctioned. Yeah, you know, for something that they might have done or said inside there. I know, I know, I know, I know. You know, it's it's ridiculous. Now, now we'd wait the warnings here, no, during the week, and we were we were getting phone calls from the homeless people. You know, do we know anything about Simon? Are we being left into Simon at X time? So we rang the city hall, we rang the APS, and we were told six o'clock. There's a yellow yellow orange warning. There was. Yeah. And what's called does it to be lifted at six o'clock. Now we were there, we have we have they see it. And they weren't left in at six o'clock. They weren't left in at nine o'clock. They were told to come back at eleven o'clock. And they, they might be left in. Is it that time when they're trying to work out space or what? I don't know. I, I, they just pick and choose who they leave in. Because as far as I know there was one out there. There was nobody getting in, and there was a load of partners in there. It was full then. And, uh, yeah, and all the areas were just left out in the streets. You don't think that Simon segregate people by virtue of their nationality, surely? Uh, I don't know. Was like I think we should, if you want to look after people, I think they should start with their own. You know, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, like, like you look at the Dublin Airport there at the moment. There was. How many Ukrainians up there? And they just stay in the airport? 43, I think, yeah. 43. Yeah, yeah. Could we send 43 of our homeless people up to the airport to stay up there overnight when it's raining? Um, no, we can't. Yeah, I know. I mean, you're at the front, you're at the cold face, so you're seeing it on a nicely basis as to who the people are, where they're coming from, and each of their individual stories. How do you feel then when you have refugees who are complaining about the food or the conditions in which they're living in, in spite of the fact that they do have a roof over their head and they're fed something three days, three times a day? Exactly. And our own lads here are only fed once a day. Right. They, they, can, they can go to Penny Dinners there with the Katrina there. She's brilliant. Um, like, just they're only getting one meal a day until we go at night and the other homeless groups that built, like, most nights, there's two homeless groups over on most nights. You see, government politicians know that there are people like you providing the services. Um, so they don't feel so bad about it, I suppose. They probably could say, ah, yeah, but at least there's people out there. There's homeless groups giving them beds and, uh, sorry, giving them tents or sleeping bags or a hot meal. So it's not too bad in the sense that yeah. maybe you're facilitating yeah, the problem. But the government, it's, where, where's the money coming to supply the food? You know? Yeah. I just should think of that, isn't it? How you, are they supplying the food? Yeah. So you dig and into your own just, pocket to do it? Into, into our own pockets there, myself and Louise. We dip into our own pockets every day. Like, like, it's, like we're going out tonight now, and I don't know what we're going to be cooking out tonight, but it'll cost us at least 60 euros a day just to cook. And pick up a little three packs from them at, at the end of when, they, when they are finished eating. How many days a week? Six days a week. So that's nearly four hundred euro a week. Exactly. Do you have to come up with that yourself? Yeah. God, how do you come up with it? Well, I do a bit of work. I work there on a Friday, yeah. and what I earn that goes towards it. And why do you do it? Um, 
I was just just to see that they're they're fed and happy, like you know, that kind of thing. You do it out of kindness. Yeah. Yeah. Consideration, generosity. Yeah, exactly. Compassion. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. You would have to come up with that money on a weekly basis. Insane. All right, my man. Thanks for taking the call. Cheers. No somebody somebody wants um, to give you a dig out. On, obviously, you'd be keen to talk to them, wouldn't you? If somebody oh, gets in touch if, with them. anyone out there wants to donate some food substance, like something to make dinners, like, like stew, chops, sausages, anything, chicken, if they want to donate it, they can contact us on Facebook. Right. Contact on Facebook, Facebook, Cork City Homeless Group. Okay, you want to make okay, you want to make one final point there. Go ahead. Yeah, no. What we need here in the city is more treatment centres for these homeless people that have addictions. If they didn't have their addiction, they'd be able to work. They'd be, they'd go away to work and they, they might be able to get their own place. They wouldn't be able to get their own place. So people who are working can't get their own place. Uh, yeah, well. You know, they can. There's something that they're, they're they're working at the moment. They're homeless and they're they're in B and Bs. I know, I know, I know. You know, I know, and I know that's perfect. Well, whatever but, we whatever way we find ourselves, this refugee plan is in disarray, um, and it's not going to get any better. It's not going to get any better. All right, my man. Listen, thanks for taking the call. Well done on the work you and Louise provide. Ross, good morning. Good morning. You've been holding an aid, so I appreciate it. How are things going since um, we last spoke and the 7 a.m. eviction? Are you gone from the property now? I'm gone since last Friday. Okay, Friday, 7 o'clock, out you went. Who who was in the house with you, just to remind people? My wife. All right. Where did you go? Well, we're couch surfing in my mum's house at the moment now, but uh, my wife works in, in Mallow. And she doesn't drive, so we're uh, off the beat now, Smaller. And I, I, I work as well. And of course, like I, she can't be working. I can't be her you know, when I'm working. So, so it's just, you know, we're we're stuck there when she has to pick her job. I say, packing right. the job because the transport Absolutely. is too far. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Here's a, here's a little yeah. clip from from uh, Friday's program. I think I want to talk to Ross if I can. Ross, good morning. You got six months' notice six months ago, yeah. and it ran out this morning. Yeah. Okay. But it, it, you, you, you're claiming that all too often the housing estates are filled with people who have come here. Open the door. Do you have oh. to go? I mean, I have to. I, do you have to be out this I, morning? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Where will you That's go? Central. He's gone. Oh, that's very sad. I heard somebody at the door saying, open the door, open the door. That's the real world, lads. That's uh, Ireland. That's Cork, 2022. So yeah. the, uh, the open the door, open the door was the eviction. Yep. Yeah. You're all your stuff ready to go and everything, did you? Oh, yeah. 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 So how long will you stay? Yeah. How long will you stay on the mother's couch? For as long as we can. Well, I don't know. You see, it's it's like this. It's we've got our choice now, but we're just it's just insane. It's um, I can't believe like people. Some people have roof over their head, like that. That guy was on earlier on the sorry, from Pakistan, and he's complaining about the food he's. We I ate a bag of chips mm-hmm. from the shipper. I know. This weekend, 
that's all I had. I mean, like, I, I, you know, I'm on a low wage, right? Yeah. No, no, I like it. And would you be on close enough to minimum? Would you? Bare minimum. Yeah, I know. And like, it's, it's, it's insane. You know, like, I'm Irish person in my own country. You know, if I went abroad to any other country, um, I was, I went abroad myself before, uh, right? Yeah. Each country I went to, I would just uh, chant social welfare. I was told in every country that, right, where are you from? This is Ireland, Ireland. And I was told, right, you two choices. Go out and work or down the side of the road. Choice. Mm-hmm. And that is been here. Foreign people come over here from, from, from all over the world, right? They come in and they can draw 220 quid off the social welfare like that. Uh, now, hold on a second now. They need to get a visa to be able to stay or they need to be able to apply for citizenship or a re- and have a reason to stay before any of that kicks kicks in. Yeah, but look at the people though from, from, from my wife is from Ukraine, right? Right. The, and she's going ballistic over us. Um, the people from Ukraine come over to Ireland and they get handed it. They do. Good, yeah. good. They so, do. And they have no, fuck, they have no, um, these are now. They're, they're just uh, refugees. And, uh, they get houses, roof over their head. Um, three meals a day. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, I'm Irish. I'm getting nothing. Jack. Um, and you're a typical example of people who are being evicted. You were 17 and a half years in the same property. You got six months' notice to quit, but there's nowhere to go because you certainly can't afford um, the the rent that you'd be paying now. You know, yep. it's gone up significantly on you yep. since yep. you know the rent you were paying was probably somewhat controlled over the 17 and a half years. It'll be multiples of rent now. I know. Yeah. Uh, you know. I'm just lost at the moment now. I just, I don't know where I'm going. All right. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. Pa- All right. Listen, do stay in touch. I just wanted to touch base with you again after Friday morning, see where you'd gone. You'd gone to the mother's couch. All right, man. Take care. Take care. Sure. It's tough. What can you say? Not much except listen. Back after the break. Text 0868104106. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 0818 Red FM. Uh, this chap was working uh, security detail back in the day in Parky Cueve. He says it was supposed to be for Ukrainian refugees, but there were no Ukrainian people down there. It was all other nationalities. He said the food was being served up by chefs in a proper kitchen. It was nothing more than a, it was actually a holiday camp. Uh, I'm furious, absolutely furious. How dare the Ukrainian ambassador say it's unacceptable? Our own should come first. Cap numbers, it should have been 10,000 from the start. Uh, your woman, Sheila, on the air was totally right. The Ukrainian war has nothing to do with us. My own people should always come first. Uh, and one more. See how Brexit happened. See the Italian election. See the return of Donald Trump. Watch the Irish National Party in the next general election. Fianna Gael and Fianna Fáil will hang on for two more years and the National Party will get the seats in GE. 24. Um, Nia wants to know, can we have a different point of view and not all this anti-refugee talk? We signed up to various human rights agreements and are obliged to give refuge to people. There are always some scammers, but they are not the majority. I challenge any of your commentators this morning to try living in direct provision for five minutes. And refugees did not cause the housing crisis. The state should be building more houses. Good points, well made from the point of view of balance. 
but people are very angered that, um, you know, you could have uh, 250 Ukrainian refugees in modular homes in Mahan very, very quickly, not to mention, I think, is it, I don't know what the number is, is it 24 or 34% of hotel bedrooms now have been taken up by the state for refugees when we have our own housing and homeless crisis as well. Um, uh, somebody's suggesting that it would happen in Mahan, but Reggie would never allow these cabins to be built in Rochestown or Black Rock. Uh, there are plenty of green spaces in Mahan. So people in Mahan feel victimized in all this. And that's why there is a group now who've come out in protest and said they don't want it. They're not happy with it. Uh, eight years on the housing list. Why don't they build a modular home for me? I'd happily live in one. And I'd say there's a lot of people saying exactly that. Text 0868 104 106. I'll talk to Anya in a second if I get a line number for her. Thank you. But uh, Paddy, Paddy, good morning. How are you doing? Good your morning. thoughts, your thoughts on this? My thoughts were, well, I've listened to the radio a week now, right? Yeah. And all we hear is a litany, a list read up every time of all the ills and all the wrongs that are in this country. Everything that's wrong. Nothing, nothing solution-wise. We never hear any politician coming on here and giving us the solution to all this. We know... We I know, I've spoken to Simon Coveney on we, this at length, and he says we yes, have an obligation. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, yeah. Come here, it's a waste of time listening to people like that. Right, right? Okay. They just don't care. Okay. They, don't, they don't care. What's the point in even talking to them, right? This country's in the shambles because of the likes of him. Yeah, so it's time people stop listening to them mm. and get this mess sorted. Unfortunately, we can't because the cars are stacked against us. Even your radio station, yeah, is sunk to an all-time low now. It's uh, not only yours. I'm talking about the media. How? In this country and the whole lot. Because you're, uh, what you call it, the government narrative. That's what it's about, right? Any extreme I don't have a government narrative. You must be listening no, to the wrong program. There is I've no fa- platform. There is no platform in Ireland for the Irish people yeah, to get up and speak and things like that. There's people all over this country meeting at the moment, right? And things, they're, they're back to meeting in Shebeen's public meetings, trying to get something done. Yeah? They won't Paddy, be covered by any media. Wait a second, Paddy. I have a totally, I have a totally open door policy. Or any other station. No, hang on, they're Paddy. Being covered I have an open door policy. That's why you're on the air right now. I'm not muzzled by anyone, certainly not by the government or the state. And for people to be suggesting that my narrative is controlled because of taxpayers and b- sponsorship and advertising, that's baloney. Yeah. That's not Here, true. Here, I tell you. Tell you what, just a little while back, you did have quite a lot of activists on, on your radio station. Uh, uh, Derek Pye, for example. Yeah. Well, you know, where's he been with the last couple of weeks? You haven't, to, yeah? You're not covering what he's doing. Yeah, because of his views. Uh, his, no, I, I hear that. He's a very, a very, and everything else no, no, because of his views. There are many people who won't. Then, sorry a second, Paddy. There Irish are many people. people here. Hang on a second. Most You're saying. people in Ireland have these views, Right. And they're classed I had a 35-minute co- conversation with... And you won't wear with, it either. No, sure, I'm wasting yeah? my time. I'm wasting my time. I'm wasting my time. I had a 35-minute conversation with Derek Bly. Got quite passionate, quite emotive. Absolutely yeah. no, no problem with that. I think we recently and, and asked... And where's he been since? Because d- it was controversial, wasn't it? Those, those, those interviews you had with him. Yes, they were. Very controversial. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's gone off again. I'm still saying it. You do not give a platform to the voice of the Irish people. How come you're it on the air then? It is controlled. You decide what gets on there. You're you, on. You, along with the government and the government narrative, decide what people say and get to say in this country. We, at the moment, we're still doing it. 
What we are doing now is we're meeting in public places. There's no radio covering us. You don't come there to listen to what Irish people have to say. You won't. What are you talking come about? Come down to one of my meetings there next time. Every second week. Every second Sunday. I don't know come anything, I don't know anything about that. your meeting. Hear what people say there. Paddy, I'm, listening to, it. I'm listening to you now. You're on the air you talking to tens it. of thousands of people. I don't necessarily have to go to every single meeting. You have a platform. In fact, my last well, conversation with Simon Coveney, he got very arrogant actually in the way that... Me. No, but I mean, you're, you're, you're saying that I'm being muzzled or lectured. Here we go again. You're back and you're trying to change the subject back to a politician, what he does and what he says. I don't care what he said. All they ever do is talk. Excuse me, French, though. I'm not going to say it. I know. You know what I mean by their talk. That's all they do. They do nothing. They're the cause of this problem. They're the cause of the shambles that this country is in today. And the people that do want to do something about it and make this change have no platform at all. Yeah? What you, what no you... place to go, no place to be. None of these views that we have are being aired. What views do you have at the, at the meetings As soon as we you get attend? there. Sure you know, mention the word, oh yeah, you know, may, don't, God forbid, don't say Ukrainians out. Racist. Straight away. Yeah. How many people do we have sleeping in the streets of this bloody country? And you even said it yourself. Oh, when the Ukrainians are finished with the bloody houses, the Irish can have them, is it? I'm saying that if it's temporary... All the way around, mate. All the way around. Irish first. House them first. House our own. I don't... Yeah, I don't, and then look after anybody else that we can afford to. I don't have any answers to this. I'm as exasperated as you can say that on your station, can you? You don't you just, like it. You just said it. Do you but, not understand what you're saying, like? You're on the air, yes, giving an opportunity yeah, to have your views heard. You're the same as politicians I don't understand. I'm not intelligent, as intelligent as they are to well, understand I'll the problem. I'll tell problems. you one thing, Paddy. How many awful, times do I listen to that? Paddy, you yeah? have an awful problem with listening. That's your problem. <laughs> you need to right. listen. Right, I'll stay quiet now. Listen, come on, tell me. What's the solution to all of this? I'm not discussing I mean, are you going to tell it? me the rounds, okay? It's fine, it's perfect. Everything's rosy here. It's not about what's that. What's the solution to this shambles? It's not about listen that. Listen to the radio with everything, the list of everything being listed up and all the wrongs all the time with nothing being done about it. I'll stay quiet now. You tell me the solution. No, I'm not going to lecture you, man. I'm not going to lecture you in any way, shape or form. I'm only saying to you that you have a platform to have your views heard here and that I am not muzzled, as you suggested in your text, and I am not controlled by the state. That's all I have to say on the matter. Uh, That's why you're on air. If you want to tell me where your next meeting is... and What? That's part of your narrative as well. All right, but You're not muzzled. Right. Listen to this, you're not muzzled, you're not. You are biased, and your radio station is biased, whether you like it or not. In what way am yeah? I biased? And I'm, you can ask other people. What am I anti- That's just not my view. <laughs> you know? What am I, anti-Irish I mean, now, is it? Well, yeah, yes, anti-Irish. You're telling people, yeah, it's okay, you make a statement like that, it's okay that they, you, when, the, when the Ukrainians are finished with their houses, we can have them. I'm saying... Here, look I'm, around you, mate. I, I the am Irish saying, are being discriminated am, against. The, They're treated like second-class citizens in this country. I don't care what excuse you have for it. It's racism perpetrated by all government on their own people. All right. End of. Okay. All right. Okay. Stay in what touch, What do you want to know about it? Stay in touch. When do you want to know about it? When's your next meeting if people want to go along to it? Sunday week. Where? Green Park in yours. And to be there every every second week on a Sunday at two o'clock. Every second week. So Sunday week after the long weekend at two o'clock in Green Park in Yall, everybody who shares your views are willing to attend are welcome to attend. Yep. All right. And it's not only in Yall, it's starting up around the country. Okay. Maybe right. it's time you got the radio and start covering it. They're the ones with the solution. 
you're on the air. You're talking about it. You have an opportunity to tell people how you feel and you've done it. What more do you want me to do for you? Thank you very much for knowing me that much. You're welcome. Have a good day. Text 0868104106. Back to the phone lines we go. Uh, Pat, good morning. Morning, Neil. Okay, I'm, gonna make, I'm just going to let this be the last call. I'll come back to it tomorrow. I just have another few bits and pieces I need to do. So go ahead. Thank you. Um, basically, I was saying to the researcher there that the government handled this all the wrong way. This should have been handled as a humanitarian uh, response. Like um, Thomas Byrne was on the week in politics yesterday and he said we had legal obligations to house these people and look after them. And I believe we had. But the way it was done, and this is where you're seeing the anger and your show has been excellent this morning, has covered different views from different platforms, from different people, and it has highlighted the hardship that the Irish people are putting up. Yeah, and to call an Irish person a racist or a pro-right agenda is a very hurtful thing to say when Irish people are struggling. I acknowledge that. It's wrong. You see, people throw this word around all of the time. You're racist if you have an opinion that doesn't... Yeah, this is where we have a problem with the word racist. When when I'm even on the show talking this morning, even mentioning anything to do with with the war or whatever, I'm probably being classed as racist. But like to get back to what I was saying, I made a point at the start of all this and what highlighted to me was there was a TD on a platform there one evening and he said he had a friend had 10 houses in Enfield and what kind of a package was there from the government so this was highly lighting the start of this political football that was going to be made of this horrific situation that's going on in the Ukraine so like I believe that the government should have handled this as a humanitarian thing they should have brought these people in they should have put them into their own little community in places um, hostels or whatever they did. And, they did. Sorry? They're in hostels. They're in hotels. Yeah, they're, in ho- they're in holiday home estates. I know of them. Yeah, but yeah. Um, they should have commit, uh, created their own little community where you have maybe hostels or, or um, convents that are empty and put them in there where they can be in their own little community, they be in their own little safe thing. But when you start to go into areas like housing and you start to go in um, to all these, you're upsetting the Irish people and you're getting away from the whole focus of a humanitarian thing because it's horrific. And I heard that man on the other morning yeah. there and he'd been evicted out of houses. And what we have a problem in this country is even towards that marriages failing or whatever people are just dumped into the substandard accommodation and just left there mm-hmm. and they're basically being blamed for oh your marriage failed because of and whatever and this humanitarian thing or this response that we're seeing towards the Ukrainians is not there for the Irish well, there, therefore people are people are, are incensed about that they call it being an anti-Irish uh, um, it, it is very much an anti-Irish because the government are handling this an, in all the wrong ways. This no. is not a humanitarian. They should not have been brought in here and basically given social welfare, given bus passes and given medical care. This has nothing to do with the war in Ukraine. We have our own war going on okay. here and it's called the cost of living war. We're at, we're in survival mode at the moment. We're on our knees. We have data centres using up all our energy. We, we could be in the dark in the winter. We could have no heating and we 
have a government that don't care about the Irish, but for some reason, I can't get my head around it. I'd love that. Where this um, heart of hearts is coming out when it comes to people that are not Irish. Okay, and thanks for that. this is not racist. Okay, thanks for that. Okay, um, you're entitled to your opinion and passionate at all as it is. Uh, I'd like to hear both sides of the discussion. So do get in touch. You can always email Neil at redfm.ie. Thank you, Pat. Back after the break. I want to lighten the mood, lads, for the last uh, 10 or 12 minutes. We've got Pat Short in the end of the phone. He's always good for a laugh, Duffler. The Neil Brenderville Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday. 0818-104-106. Here's a tune, Les, that means an awful lot to me. I know it means fake all to breathe it down there. It's a tune called the Jumbo Breakfast Roll, and it goes something like this. And now there's a breakfast roll coming to all of us from the <laughs> that all garage near us, but you're rolling out the business, I hear, is that right? <laughs> we are, we are. <laughs> well, after all the serious topics you're talking about, I'm on talking oh, about sausage and rice. And thanks be to God, you are talking about so We need a bit of light comic. <laughs> come here, I nearly forgot. You, I, I'm going tomorrow night to the Banshees of Inishiran. Oh, you're on. starring. I hear it's superb. Well, it's it it my film, really. <laughs> I love that about actors. You know, <laughs> you do, you, you you go in and you do a part and you act and some fellas been writing for years and working on it for years, raising money for it. I do five minutes and that's it, it's my film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, Colin Farrell and Brendan yeah, Gleeson yeah. just turn up to help you, like. That's it. <laughs> I make them shine. <laughs> Were you out in Ackle Island as well then with the lot of I was. I was out there. I was out there for a good while. <laughs> Uh, with them, yeah, the island, and sure, I was serving them pints and everything. So that's that's my I'm, I'm the publican in it. You're the publican. I think you have somebody. It was one of them barred or something or something. Barry Kilhan, young, young Barry Kilhan, yeah, yeah. Actually, and, and proper order too. That fella coming around. <laughs> I'd read his ass for him if he came I in again. <laughs> I can't wait to see it tomorrow night. Tell us, yeah. tell us about the breakfast rolls, though. You came up with the novel idea. Well, it's we're rolling it out. It's a company called Host Kitchen. Actually, I'm working on it, and and they they approached me about it. They want me to be ambassador for breakfast rolls. In the morning, you can order your breakfast rolls now and, and uh, it, on Deliveroo, Pet Shot, and Jizz. We're trying to keep feed the countries over time. What <laughs> what's the perfect breakfast roll, according to your good self? What's the perfect one? Yeah. Two eggs, two sausage, two rashes, two rashes, two put them on black or white. <laughs> oh, it's like a towel. <laughs> Wrapped up good and tight. <laughs> Ro- rolled up. Rolled, rolled up. up. Rolled up good and tight. And you'll have to make your own tea. Simple as that. We don't deliver the tea. So you're. P- <laughs> You're picking up on the McDonald's idea, aren't you? The yeah. breakfast delivery. <laughs> they're, they're the ones that are kind of driving that, that market at the moment and doing a great job at it. And uh, yeah, the lads, I've kind of thought there's look, there's room for the breakfast roll as well out there. Should sure, after if you're if you're out for the tear for the night or good wedding or if you're down the hall digging it. <laughs> It'll be delivered to you. It'll be I, brought to the hold, brought to the building site, brought I've wherever heard, you want it. I heard you turned down millions for the rights of that song. Is it true? I, I heard that as well. <laughs> Any chance they come back? 
<laughs> you were very protective of it. I hear, I, I hear no, there, was, I, uh, there was building companies wanted it. There was four courts of petrol stations wanted to use it in an ad. Well, they were down through the years. There was different different companies and people that they, I wouldn't say millions now. That was never <laughs> my words. But James, if they're well, if they're if they're thinking about it, <laughs> I mean, were you amazed at the success of the song? Went to number one and everything. I mean, that shit was huge. It it, it kept <laughs> Shakira off the chat. I'm proud of that. The, the hips don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> you have enough breakfast rolls, the hips won't lie here. Uh, <laughs> I did. It was the biggest selling single at the time and probably one of the biggest selling singles of all time in, in, in Ireland. And uh, breakfast rolls were being, they were out the yin yang back in the Celtic Tiger days. Oh, Jesus, you couldn't get through a garage without slipping on sauce and flicking <laughs> rattles and sausages everywhere. That's, what, that's how it came about writing the song. Sure. <laughs> you couldn't, you were queuing up. Do you remember that sketch from The Unbelievables years ago? Two of them and two of them and one I of them. I do. Signing the sweet shop. Yeah, that it, it kind of was inspired by that, except now it was high-vis jackets and fellas looking for rashers and sausages. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, how's things been with you? I saw, I saw some fabulous online videos that we were doing with your daughter at once. Yeah. Really we're, funny. We're doing, we're, we're having a great blast. We're touring. We're in the Opera House, I think, in the new year, uh, in March, that far away. Um, a rescheduled show that was due to happen yeah. earlier this year, myself and my daughter, but due to that, we won't talk about it. Know, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's great. And actually, funny, we did a show in Bor in County Offaly on Saturday night. So we were sold out. And it dawned on me when I was on, just getting ready to rehearse with Faye to go on the sh- to open the house that it was the fourth or fifth generation of short that was on that stage in that theatre. Oh my God. And how come was, that many? Yeah, my, my grandfather was in Burr and uh, my granduncle was a paint, painter in the in the uh, set designs there. My great granduncle was an actor in there. Um, so there was a, a, a great history and that was that actually was great to be on the stage with her on, on the other night. <laughs> you were in America a lot though, weren't you? Were you doing something in the States? I was. I was in Los Angeles last week. Uh, I was out there with a short film I directed called Warts and All and uh, it coincided with a screening of, of uh Banshees as well so is that the, the, the first LA screening of that um, I was, which was great but it's a short film I, I directed uh, written by Michelle and Anne and acted by her and, and Danny McCaffrey who people would know from I Ross think Maroon. they kept you longer than you were supposed to be there didn't they, they? They kept me a few days longer yeah <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they worked me if they <laughs> no doubt about it Is there any news of yourself and John Kenny then or is that all in the past now? No I know that's look that's all in the past in the sense that I think it's it's come out again because uh, myself and John are in the film together Yeah, uh, in Banshees and John is on one side of the bar I'm behind the bar we do a, a routine together in the film uh, which is we had did, we did a play of Martin's many many years ago called The Lonesome West one of his first uh, times he was out and uh, I've done since I've done three of Martin's plays on Broadway West End and in, in the Olympia in Dublin the Gazy and that so uh, Martin was, was kind of we'd know Martin for years I just thought that while you were on set hanging around waiting to do your bits that there might have been a side conversation between yourself and John that one of you might suggest come here will we give it another roll or another rattle no no, no. <laughs> <laughs> there's more John past the sugar there will you <laughs> the topic doesn't come up no no 
no, it's not that at all. Look, John is very busy doing his homework. I'm busy. But we miss, we miss you. We missed unbelievables. I mean, but your look was great. It was, it was great when we did it. We enjoyed it <laughs> and we had a great time. Uh, but I'm busy working with my daughter at the moment touring, uh, and John is busy doing some theatre work and his own show, which is coming out now at the moment. So between the two of that, between all of that, it's hard to find a, a, a time to schedule anything. So you're going to sit back and watch the money roll in then from the breakfast rolls, is it? That'll be the plan. <laughs> I know, listen, it's, it's one, of the, one of many ventures I'm involved in and uh, I'm very excited about it, looking forward to it. All right. What's the story then if people want to get their hands on them? Who rolls them out? Have you got different restaurants in different areas? There's different restaurants in different areas all over the country and I, Deliveroo is the partner that they've partnered up with. So if you go on the Deliveroo app, You'll you'll you'll, uh, you'll 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 get it. You'll find the the, the menu and the, all the rest because there's various different uh, options. Um, but that's the, the the business end of it. I let the lads look after, um, and that's how it works. The jumbo breakfast roll. I that's love it. the idea. I love it. <laughs> I just want to play a small little clip before I let you go. This yes. is yourself and Faye. I'm only hearing this for the first time myself. Have a listen. Well, you're welcome to the wellness hour with me, the pair. And I'm sure it's working the corner good. So we're going to hit one flag and see how we get on. Oh, oh, oh. Our agony ant section, and we call it the Dear Sheila section. Sackman, Amos. Well, wasn't that lovely? Put up a picture up there, Todd. This fella's neat. For me, the pair. And I'm Sheila's breaking the cord, good. Goodbye. Thank you. Well, this time. I saw you. <laughs> There's a lot of characters we created on the video thing. Yeah, I saw I saw a really funny clip. I think it was uh, she was she was driving into an industrial estate, and you were asking for directions to the COVID <laughs> vaccination set, <laughs> and you were your head in stuck in through the window. <laughs> that yeah, that that actually happened to me for real. <laughs> Everything is based on fact, is it? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> loosely, loosely based. I love it, I love it, I love it. Listen, good to catch up. The Banshees of Inishirin, um starring in order of importance, Pat Short, <laughs> Colin it. Farrell and Brendan Gleeson <laughs> and the rollout of the breakfast roll on Deliveroo. Fair play to you. <laughs> Brilliant, thank you very Take much. Care, Pat. Cheers, Cheers. Man, as always. Bye, bye. Pat Short, I'm certainly going to check out one of those breakfast rolls and you should too, even if it's just for nostalgia. And actually, you know, there's nothing nicer, to be quite honest with you, than a good old-fashioned breakfast roll, rolled up good and tight. Actually, it also, talking about food this morning, I have uh, at least a dozen perhaps Perhaps more donuts. That's after the break. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818-104-106. Cork's Red FM. Yeah, happy to pick it up in the morning. I'm out of time for now, but there's a massive amount of text that I do want to get to tomorrow because everybody is texting and you're also listening, so it's important that your views are heard. I think I might have an opportunity to catch up with Derek Bly as well. Uh, thanks to everybody who got involved in the conversation. Our lines will stay open. You can text 0868-104-106. Pick up the phone on 0818-104-106. And a good way to communicate is by email. Email neil at red fm.ie. Now, I'm opening the phone lines now for tickets for the Guinness Jazz Festival at the Metropole Hotel. Uh, these are for the Jazz Hub, and this is the centre, the HQ. The Metropole Hotel is the home of the Jazz Festival right across the bank holiday weekend. And these tickets for over 23s only. So I have four pairs of tickets for Saturday night and have one pair of tickets for Sunday night for the Jazz Club at the Metropole. And we'll be talking more jazz as we head across the week and also live jazz in 
studio with me, I think on Thursday and on Friday this week, which is great. So those lines are open. And also, I'm opening the phone lines for Offbeat Donuts. Your opportunity now to scoop a box of donuts, at least a dozen, perhaps even more. Uh, we can deliver them home or we can deliver them to the workplace and you can share them out with your mates or family members. All right, that's courtesy of ourselves and Offbeat Donuts who opened recently on French Church Street. So lines are open for all of that. Pick up the phone 0818 104 106. We'll pick up the conversation in the morning. Have a good day. I'll see you tomorrow. For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts.